So Jersey's the last one. Okay, that's the one. All right. Testing. It works. <coughs> Our clock is four minutes fast. Do we wait and go by city time or by real time?
Good evening and welcome to uh, tonight's meeting of the Design Review Committee. Uh, Madam Chair, can you please call the roll? Yes. I mean, Madam <laughs> Okay, Chair Antelman? Here. Vice Chair Tomasello? Here. Member Groudon? Here. Member Kiesel? Here. Member Cormain? Here. Okay, we have quorum. Okay. Uh, this is a time we set aside for public communication to talk about any item that is not on tonight's agenda. Madam Clerk, is there anyone who would like to speak on a topic that's not, being, that's not on the agenda tonight? I have no public communication. Okay, then we'll move forward to uh, consent item number one. Approval of Design Review Committee, August 2nd, 2023 meeting minutes. Uh, we need a motion and a second and uh, some discussion if it's required. Mr. Chair, I did have some recommended revisions to the minutes on uh, item number two, the day road apartments uh, in the motion. Um, I uh, was reviewing the minutes. I went back and reviewed the video. It was a motion that I made and I noticed a couple of things that I, th I think didn't quite get translated correctly. So I wanted to see if we could make those. Uh, the second bullet, remove parking in exchange for long-term, please add enclosed, secured bike parking. And then ideally, rather than including uh, one bike parking space <coughs> per unit. Um, ideally, add one bike parking space per unit. Um, the fourth and fifth bullet points, please add consider to the beginning of those recommendations. The sixth bullet, please add consider to the beginning of that. That's related to the balconies. And then it, it wasn't reduced balconies an inch, it was reduced balconies that pinch. <laughs> okay. So, and um, uh, re reduce balconies. That pinch at the courtyard. And then the last bullet was sort of two recommendations. So it was to reconsider the trees on the north and south sides. And then a, a final bullet to reconsider the artificial turf in the backyard for a more natural landscaping. Uh, the artificial turf and that that portion of that bullet can is okay as is. Okay. And, and then finally, um, the overall recommendation that these be um, you know, recommended to the community development director to approve with uh, with the following modifications. I'd like them. Uh, I specifically use the term conditions, and I'd like to, them to be forwarded as recommended conditions. repeat it back sure. okay so you want me to add enclosed secure bike parking and one bike parking space per unit to number two number four add consider number five add consider at the beginning number six add consider um, and then the bullet that says balconies by one inch needs to be that pinch at courtyard and last reconsider trees on the north and south side 
and then reconsider the artificial turf is okay. Okay, and then you want me to, instead of saying with the following modifications, you want me to add as recommended conditions. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Do any of the DRC members have any comments they want to add? Yeah, um, on the second item, are we done with the, the first one? We're doing the uh, consent approval of... Uh, this, this is for uh, the, the last meeting we had. Um, it was a second, and we had on the bullet point, it says seawall. Uh, that was supposed to be seat wall. Seat wall. Seat wall. Yeah. S -E -A -T. Yeah, yeah, like seat wall. Okay. A seating wall. And that's agenda item number three. <laughs> yeah, I got it. The one that yeah. he wasn't here for, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was to either remove entirely the seat wall or rotate it. Okay. That, that was... Remove entirely the seat wall? Yes, either remove, in, in, remove the seat wall or rotate it. Okay. And then if we could add one more thing, was that the, the tree, yeah, more coastal tolerance species and a, of, a, of a more uh, s smaller size. So more coastal trees of a smaller size? Yeah, yeah, um, that would fit better in that space. Okay, I got it. Okay. Member Groden, Member Comer, any comments? If not, uh, we do need a motion and a second. Well, we're gonna extend, we're gonna, we're not gonna approve it, right? Are we gonna approve it with those changes? If we, if would we be approving it with those changes. Okay. Well, I'll make a motion to approve it with the changes from the two committee members. I'll second. Okay. That's putting trust in you. Huh? You're trusting me? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, Member Cormain? Yes. Member Kiesel? Yes. Member Groudon? Yes. Vice Chair Tomasello? Yes. And Chair Antelman? Yes. Motion carries. Okay, we're going to proceed to formal items. Uh, first one is Project 22-0180, Day Road 365 East Santa Clara, Design Review. Um, before we proceed, has anyone had any ex parte communications concerning this project? Okay, hearing none. Uh, staff, do you have a presentation? Yes, thank you. Item number two on the agenda is for, pro is for the project located at 365 East Santa Clara Street. Next slide, please. The project site is located in downtown Ventura within the urban core of the downtown specific plan along Santa Clara Street in between Palm Street and Oak Street. Uses in the general vicinity include commercial uses such as a brewery, retail, office, and restaurants. There are varying one and two story developments surrounding the property. There are two existing buildings on the site. The building located toward the west of the project site is a commercial retail space and the eastern building is a storage building. The proposed project consists of two existing detached buildings situated on a lot adjacent to the Mission Hotel, a historic resource, which is outlined in green. Next slide, please. 
On March 22, 2023, Planning Commission approved the rehabilitation of the Mission Hotel to create four commercial tenant spaces on the first floor and 20 apartments on the second floor. The approved rehabilitation will bring the facade closer to its original appearance and will maintain the historic integrity of the landmark. The Mission Hotel is an example of the Spanish colonial revival architectural style. Next slide, please. Per the DTSP, all new development contiguous to a lot containing a historic resource needs to undergo review by HPC. The city's historic consultant also reviewed the project and provided additional analysis. The project and the historic consultant analysis was presented to HPC at the July 20th meeting. Overall, HPC was supportive of the proposed project and made a recommendation to approve the design review with an added condition of approval that a record search be conducted for this parcel prior to any ground disturbance to identify any potential archeological resources. The proposed project is an exterior remodel of the existing buildings, which consists of new cladding, storefront, and canopies. Proposed materials include stucco, wood, glass, and concrete. The color palette consists of whites and natural earth tones. When evaluating a project located within the DTSP and contiguous to a historic resource, staff utilizes the historic resource design guidelines, the state standards, and the standard design guidelines. The project is designed with a simple style that does not detract from the neighboring historic landmark. The existing buildings are of small scale linear massing and the exterior remodel proposes to use contemporary materials relevant to development today. The contemporary mission style facade of the building contributes to the variety of architectural styles in the vicinity. The project meets standards of the DTSP historic resource design guidelines, the standards and fulfills the intent of the DTSP standard design guidelines. Next slide please. An interior tenant improvement is also being proposed to create five commercial tenant spaces that will include new accessible bathrooms. The project is also proposing to convert the existing interior parking spaces into an outdoor courtyard patio. The courtyard patio will create a semi-public open space that will be accessed directly from the sidewalk along East Santa Clara Street. Landscaping for the proposed project is ample and is located throughout the open courtyard space. The applicant has prepared a separate presentation and we'll go into further detail about the project later after staff's presentation. Next slide, please. Staff would like to request input from the DRC. The Mission Apartments renovation includes a surface outdoor patio for residents and customers to use that faces the subject property. The building closest to the Mission Hotel landmark marked with the blue star, proposes no architectural detailing on the east elevation that would provide visual interest to the neighboring development. Any input that the DRC could provide would be appreciated by staff as it would help the project further address the DTSP design standard of considering surface enhancement to avoid more blank wall areas. Also, if DRC would like to add any input on the landscaping plant palette for specific varieties of plants that would work best in this project setting. Next slide, please. Overall, the infill development fits the context and would not detract from the significance of the adjacent landmark. Staff in the city's historic consultant reviewed the project and there is no discernible impact to the historic resource. The area does not have a defined architectural style and the project is designed minimally to allow the historic structure to remain the focus while incorporating a new semi-public courtyard feature to the area. 
Therefore, staff recommends the DRC recommend the Planning Commission approve the design review with any recommendations on design, architectural, or landscaping changes the DRC recommends. Thank you. Do any of the DRC members have questions of staff? Okay. I, I, I actually do. We, we got a comment, and I believe it was towards this project, but I'm not really sure. It was from, like, Susan Vitton or Vision. There was no, it didn't say what it was to, but it was it towards this project? Do you know what I'm talking about? The public comment? Heather. I'm talking to you, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat that? The, the, we, get, we got public comment. And it didn't say what agenda item. Were they talking about this project? on The one that was part of the public communications? Yesterday or the day before, sometime earlier. Let me look at it. Uh, it's okay. I, it's I feel okay. like it was Go just on. a general public it was, comment, and it, it was, wasn't a related to any agenda item, or okay. else I would have put it with the correct agenda item. Okay, that's what it felt like. But Thank you. That's my only question. I had a question for staff. Um, so funky lot and I'm looking at the um, the survey as part of the plan package it looks like the property line cuts underneath the eastern property line cuts underneath the existing building is that correct so with the mission hotel remodel there was a lot line adjustment um, part of that application um, that is in the work still and while this project was submitted they were still in review on that so maybe some of the plans still show the property line through but um, if you see in the image it, it ends up going around the building so that's the adjusted lot line there correct Thank you. any other questions yeah I just want to be um, sure about the scope so we're looking at these two long rectangular buildings and the courtyard between them, not the gardens that are behind or to the east of this? So building. if you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I just, does that part of the hotel and not, we're not looking at that? This project is not part of the hotel project. Uh, so if you look at the PowerPoint presentation, everything outlined in red is the current scope. Yeah, I have a question. I looked at this, the adjacent project at one point, um, and this building with a star on it was going to be part of the mission, I thought. That was interesting how it, maybe that was a misunderstanding there. Um, and this plan over here that we're seeing is, that was from another landscape architect that supplied that for reference? No. So the previous project where you saw the mission that came through DRC, there were there was no landscaping proposed. This is just a conceptual design. It's not part of this this project. Nor have you ever seen the landscaping for the other project. So this is all hypothetical at this point. Okay. So the, the landscape architect Bill Millet just put this in there. Okay. It's just like a placeholder. Correct. Okay. But yeah, this building in the center is definitely part of this. Okay. To clarify, this is a conceptual review item. No, the on the adjacent side. So in the image here, um, this area 
where it shows landscaping is not part of the project, nor is under, has it been reviewed or will be under review. It is, that part is the conceptual part where it's just giving the visual between the two lots. Got it. Uh, one additional follow-up question. Um, the Historic Preservation Committee reviewed this project. Um, just for my education, do they not, are they not the recommending body? They, Basically, there's, they go to, to Historic HPC, then to DRC, then to either Director or Planning Commission? That's correct. And, and one more question. This is owned by the two separate owners or same owner? Same owner. Or both? That's okay. correct. Okay, if there's no further questions, uh, is the applicant present? Does he have a presentation? The applicant is present. <coughs> yep. So you can hear me okay through this? Yes. Okay. Thanks, Erica, and thank you, uh, DRC. Jason Herbert, I've met most of you before. Uh, I'm the architect for the project. The owner's not here. Uh, but I, I prepared a little presentation. Erica did a great overview. I was going to add just a little bit more Here's a rendering along um, uh, Santa Clara Street for the two buildings front. Um, it's a note, this, this kind of wooden fencing here. That is, there's a large transformer that goes behind that. There was no other place to put it. It's basically the transformer for this whole block. So we thought we would just try to conceal it and kind of replicate this material elsewhere throughout the project. So there's really no, no way around that. Uh, next slide. I'm just going to so, trade you while you're doing Oh, perfect. Okay, so um, the, the site, the, that's what I appreciate about projects in the downtown area. They're perfectly oriented north-south, so it's easy to give direction. So to the west is where the future parking structure will be located, um, and then to the east, obviously, is the Mission Hotel. Same, same owners. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, here are some exis existing... Um, Images, so the building to the left we're calling Building A. Um, and that's been commercial and retail for its duration. I think both of these were built in 1949. Uh, the building to the right, Building B, has always been storage, but they have very similar uh, construction types. They're both basically uh, masonry, concrete masonry block. And they do, they do kind of sit on, on different levels. It's really kind of hard to tell, but they, there is a level change between their finished floor. So we've kind of accounted for that in the design, accessible design of the <coughs> interior courtyard and patio. Next slide, please. Um, so as mentioned, we're kind of perceiving this as a, almost like an outdoor courtyard type food court essentially so we've got five spaces here and we're you know with flexibility so if we don't have any tenants involved yet but you know ideally we could tailor these spaces if if we need to kind of uh, we'd keep the exterior the same but but maybe we'd have a little bit different configuration for the interiors um, next slide please so again the landscape um, this is kind of a, a major design component of this project, and unfortunately the landscape architect is not here, but uh, we're really wanting to make this common space special and uh, kind of communal and kind of you walk in and there's different options that are provided here and everyone can kind of find their place in the middle. There's an accessible ramp 
And this also links to the Mission Hotel. So again, they, uh, it's the same landscape architect that's working on the conceptual side of the Mission Hotel, but there's some conformity between the two, the two parcels. Um, and then we are using all uh, California native plants, um, ultra low water use, permeable paving. Um, as I mentioned, we're making this uh, fully accessible with, with a series of ramps, and then we're preserving the existing large street tree that's directly in front of building A. Next slide, please. So again, this is that confusing slide about the scope, but it's essentially showing that this will all be conceived as, as not one project, but where there's, there's a connection between the two parcels of the Mission Hotel and 365. Uh, next slide, please. Um, re renderings, one thing to mention, we are, um, the scope of altering the buildings really is kind of creating new larger openings to create those storefronts for the different suites. Uh, this patio fencing and trellis that, that kind of creates an entry point into the, the courtyard area. It's kind of intended that, that people would come in there and then kind of enter the, the different uh, food service uh, centers through that courtyard area. Um, but we are, we are providing stairs here. It wasn't feasible to fit a ramp in front of building B, so we're hoping that, to have everything fully accessible from the interior side. And then as far as uh, other alterations to the buildings, we are proposing a, an 18-inch parapet extension on these two, the two front facades, just to give it a little bit more articulation and less blockiness. And this kind of articulation can be seen in other uh, buildings in the area, such as the, the um, Bard Hospital right here. Um, Next slide, please. Again, these are just kind of some renderings of the interior courtyard with the, the permeable paving and native landscaping. And we are kind of carrying this fencing throughout the project that we see in the front area uh, with the transformer. Ne next slide. It's another view of the courtyard. It's our finished material. Erica already touched on this, but we're kind of have a, have a light and neutral palette, white windows, uh, kind of white stucco, um, and then kind of a natural wood um, in certain areas, like the, the canopies and the fencing. Uh, next slide. So again, these are just kind of the before and after of what the building looks like currently and then what, what we're proposing to change. Next slide. Then I think our last slide is just our utility concept. So we are having to put in a grease interceptor. That's essentially part of why um, HPC was concerned about the disturbance of the courtyard area in the middle. So we, we've um, accepted that as a condition. Um, <coughs> we need to do a little more investigation to see what, what's in that uh, paved area. Um, but that's essentially the overview of the project. I'm happy to take questions if you have any. Do any members have uh, questions? I do. So the transformer, it's not there now. It's going to be there. Correct. Why? It, it's essentially for the, the Mission Hotel and this parcel. Uh, we needed a service upgrade. I'm not, I was not involved with the Mission Hotel, so I can't speak to the specifics, but we essentially needed that to provide enough electricity to these, these, these uh, buildings being proposed in the area. And that big? 
gi it's, gi it's ginormous yeah. for a transformer. Yes. All right. And is that okay. location being dictated by Edison? I believe so. I was not involved in the planning of, of that, but um, when I took on 365, it was kind of a, a given that we had to work around it. Um, but yes, it's been fully coordinated, and, and um, it's not, obviously it's not installed yet, but uh, to my knowledge, they looked at every possible location for it. That's what we ended up with. So okay. I'm assuming it's the best location. Um, so it's basically adaptive reuse of the existing buildings. One's a garage, one's that little tiny office. Um, why, this is, I know the client comes to you as a program, so this might be a program question for your client, but why, so short, why not adding any housing, why not going up, why not expanding the, the buildings at all? I can't speak specifically to that, but, but I've done other projects with this team and they, they like to preserve buildings that have some charm and character and potential. And this was interesting because of its proximity to Main Street and kind of the demand for these small boutique food services and just the configuration with the courtyard. It just felt like it had some good qualities that were worth preserving. Okay, one more question. On your design facade, new parapet extension, why the, the form in which it formally, why did you do that? The, I looked at a couple different um, items, and it's just hard to... We, pr we proposed the curve because everything else just felt kind of blocky. Mostly the last slide, bottom right, yeah, which is the proposed south elevation. Oh. Uh, the proposed south elevation, so which has the, you know, has the like, kind of like western... Yeah, so, so again, it... You know, I tried a couple of different configurations, and these are very blocky buildings, and so I thought adding a little bit of a curve would, would be nice. And then again, this is something that, that occurs in other buildings in the area, so um, that's essentially, it just, it just felt like if we're doing a parapet, make something that has a little bit more curviness to it. And um, does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> sort of, <laughs> it's okay. Any other questions? Yeah, I, I, yes. Yeah, after you go, go ahead. Uh, Jason, the, so the only stucco occurs on the faces that are towards uh, Santa Clara? The, that is correct, and that's kind of how it currently is. And so the, the idea is, I, I like to kind of preserve texture where you can. So, so the idea is we're going to be whitewashing the block, so it kind of matches the white stucco in the front. But currently, the front area is stuccoed. And in order to carry that, that finish up through the parapet extension, extension you know, we need to kind of clad that front section with stucco. Um, but, but yeah, that's how it kind of currently is. It's got a, a mini stucco wrap around the, the front and just a portion of the sides. Okay, how so far does that wrap? Uh, right now, it's, it's probably like five or six feet. It's pretty, pretty shallow. You can, I don't know if these photo, photos illustrate it well, but to the upper left where you see that existing parapet kind of jogs down, that's where it ends. And, so. and you're, matching, you're matching the same, your, your wrap is the same as that's on the, that front building? That, yes, yes, that kind of stays where, where it is. Oh yeah, I had a question just about the um, Paving types. I see you got the the kind of 
concrete pavers. Is that what you have? Are those permeable there? Is that the intention? Yes, exactly. So yes. all the paving is supposed to be permeable? Yes, with, probably with the exception, exception of the ramps, which are yeah. accessible. But yeah, that's the idea is to have a uh, paving block. And we have these, I forget what they're called, but they're these honeycomb blocks that kind of have gravel. We have that in certain areas, and they are ADA compliant. Um, yeah, is, uh, did you consider the concrete uh, blocks, the, the con concrete permeable material? I, is that ADA accessible? I, I haven't spec that in a while. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this, I, we worked with uh, Bill Mellett, landscape architect, um, and so I, I kind of uh, was reliant on his team to kind of mm -hmm. come up with a concept, which I thought was, was uh, good for this project, but I, I can't speak yeah, really no, to no, why they no, selected no what they did. And then I noticed on the 3D rendering, the block was a gray, but you, you, the block, the, the the breeze block is supposed to be all white, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. have okay. a whitewash, yeah, yes, yeah, to, like to match the finish of the, the building block. But that but the main courtyard material is permeable. Correct. Yes. Okay. I'll go with my typical questions. Uh, these roofs are inter internally drained. I don't see any scuppers, downspouts, collectors. The um, yeah, the, no, actually, I don't know that, to be honest with you. Um, we, there are some scuppers, show, existing scuppers shown on some of the, the elevations, um, and I believe they're towards the rear of the property, but the intention is to not, not reconfigure that. I know they're not on the front of the building, um, but uh, the idea is to not really change the roof slopes. We've got a parapet with pitched roofs, slightly pitched flat roofs, so those will drain to the existing locations. And uh, I don't know why they didn't make it into this presentation. Yeah, I just can't tell where it's exiting. And Yeah, there's, if you go to the, uh, the 2D elevations. It's not three steps. Last question. Yeah, okay, uh, not this one, but the next. I know I had some drawn on here on maybe the next slide. Yeah, so. Uh, Top left, so that's the west elevation of building B. So that's, um, yeah, essentially at the, the rear corner towards the rear of the property is where that one is draining. Um, but I, yeah. I, I do need to take a closer look at that. You're going to maintain that? Uh, that? That's the intention, yeah, is to, to maintain the existing downspout location. And roof mounted equipment, are you going to have enough screen when you add the parapet? Uh, yes, that, that, that's correct. We have a relatively shallow parapet and you know, since we don't have tenants, we haven't really designed mechanical equipment yet, but that, that will all be on the rooftop, yes. Okay, the existing west elevation, which is up there, and the south, is tagging been a problem with those two blank walls? Probably. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't uh, experienced that recently to say, but we, we are securing this, this courtyard. So, so there's a, a patio gate and a fence, so the intention is to have it secured. Yeah. Uh, have you considered anything to help mitigate that, or uh, landscaping, or a mural, or something? Or um, we we have talked about the putting in uh, vines on the wall, but the building A, which is abutting the new parking lot structure, that that's essentially being built directly next to this building. So there's there's maybe a two foot gap between the two. Um, so that's the only facade that would have exposure. Essentially, everything else would, will be secured with fencing. Okay, I have no further questions. Anyone else? I do. 
So you, you said that you are not changing the finished floor, but you have, it looks like 18 inches of steps? R roughly, yeah. I don't have There's actually 18 inches from one to the other? More, more or less, yes. So I, I don't know that exact amount. I didn't include the Alta survey here, but they are, yeah, 12 to 18 inches, something like that. There is an elevation change. So you'll have, one or, you'll have two or three steps accordingly? Correct, or, yeah. And a, and a ramp. Approximately, and then a ramp. ramp. Yeah, because okay. when, when I looked at the, the spot elevations, it didn't look like it was that much of a drop at all. Like, yeah, the, uh, the landscape plan is going to be the most accurate, which, but it actually doesn't have accurately uh, the one previous to this. So, um, yeah, like yeah what Bill's great at, at nailing those uh, data marks perfectly. So this is, this, I can say this is accurate. So it looks like there's three steps up. And they, they might be shallower steps. You know, they may not be the full seven-inch steps. Well, it's one foot. It's 26, so 27. On the, on, there's a survey in there. I mean, there's a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have a survey in the in the packet in our packet. It's basically, a foot. It's a foot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the trash enclosure is located at the rear of the site. Will that be unloaded at the rear, or do they have to wheel those out to the front? A trash enclosure has not been. Uh, wait a minute. Bear with me. It's been about two years since I designed this, so oh. I'm trying to, I, I don't recall having one here on... Oh, yeah, we, you're right. Yeah. You're right. We have one there in the rear area, and that is... Um, you can access it through the either side of Building B, which is towards the bottom, so through the courtyard space or through uh, the Mission Hotel area. And I believe the Mission Hotel trash enclosure is, is behind their building as well, so it's in that general area. We, we have not formally discussed this, though, with the public works and, and their requirements. Because I know they've been uh, redesigning all the trash enclosures around. Any on-site bicycle parking? Yes, and I should have mentioned that. Right there, uh, the f right within the front gate of the entrance. Um, maybe go back the one previous slide. Yeah, the, right there is, is correct. Next but, to the transformer. Yeah, so the idea is it's, yeah, behind the transformer. Um, Within our gate, so you can, you know, if you're eating here, you can actually have a visual on, on your bike, uh, the racks that are located. And we, we are meeting the code, the code requirements for number of bike racks proposed. Exterior lighting? Uh, yes, there will be. Um, the the uh, overhangs will have lighting. Um, and then we, ha we haven't really got into like lighting in the courtyard area, but yes, we, w we would like to have lighting here to have dining at night. And, and what, what is your strategy on the, the drainage? Uh, obviously, the permeability helps immensely, but um, where, where are you pitching? Is everything going to essential? Yeah, that, that's correct. Everything, you know, we do have some, uh, like essentially the entrance into the building B to the bottom. That There's an elevated walkway there with seating. That, that will shed towards the courtyard into the permeable area. And then I believe everything from there sheds back towards uh, Santa Clara to the left. So the brake line is where it sheds to the... Probably right down the middle, you know, where that little dotted line is in the middle of the courtyard. And then it goes to the corner? Yeah. Right now, that's a big bowl. Mm. So it's basically just a big um, pit. <laughs> where, uh, when it goes to the corner, what's the outflow there? Where is it daylight? I f 
right now there's a curb cut there. Yeah. So so yes, you're right. We will have to provide a a drainage. The utility plan prob probably shows that. That's the last last sheet mm. here. So we we've looked at all the site drainage and underground work. That may not be legible here. But yes, that will that will definitely be part of the civil yeah, gotcha. for the the courtyard. Okay, if there's no further questions, we're going to one more. Okay. Um, the, how does this interface with the parking lot in the back? It, I see that there's like a wood fence and then there's a partial wood fence kind of along the side that's going to be adjacent to the parking structure. Can yeah. you explain how that's all going to work back Those there? are actually inaccessible parking areas that are atta attached to the buildings that are adjacent to this. So, so that's actually not considered when the, the parking structure is being built. So those, those actually belong, if maybe the aerial map will show this better. So um, the freeze up here. There we go. So to the Mission Hotel to the right of our site, those two, three buildings above us, all of that is actually private and it's not part of the parking area. And actually, I know this through you know, Humble Maker um, and Stout working with that team on another project that, that they actually couldn't find who was the owner of that inlet into those areas. So to my knowledge, they still haven't just found out who that property belongs to. But the, um, I don't know, I can't speak to the plight of what those will be in the future. So you're just kind of fencing it off, uh, standard wood fence or what kind of wood fence are you envisioning the, back there? Yeah, the, the fence that we're proposing on our north property line is similar to the en enclosure that we have around the uh, transformer. So we're kind of carrying that detail. It, it is visible in some of the renderings, um, in the courtyard renderings, like to the right there. But yeah, I don't think we have a view of that fence specifically. But the, we're carrying that detail throughout. And then are, are there plans for that parking structure yet? Or I, I know it's a little bit funky. There's a small gap before, like at, in the current existing condition, a curb planter. I haven't seen them, so I, I, I don't know what they're proposing exactly. But I think it's probably similar to the other ones that are four or five, six stories um, built to the lot lines. And then, uh, second question, the entryway. Um, yeah, it sounds like maybe specific tenants aren't, aren't um, identified here yet, but just starting to get a sense of you know, potential signage opportunities or something like that. To be honest, the, I thought the entry looked a little understated, so I was curious to get your thoughts on, on that. Yeah, so the, these two anchor tenants that are facing Santa Clara have entrances. Um, obviously, Building B is not accessible, so the accessible entrance would be through the courtyard. Um, we haven't really thought too much about a signage program. I think that you know, there, I agree that these don't have the most visibility, so the, the idea is that this whole development kind of creates some synergy and provides you know, different amenities, ice cream or uh, wine shops or something like that where um, you know, there will be kind of a word of mouth element, but we will have a signage program for the interior spaces that are accessed from the courtyard. Okay. So I'm sorry, what, <laughs> the, the curb cuts that are there now, are you guys going to redo the sidewalk or what's going on? Because that yes. place is people. Okay. Yes, and yeah, we're preserving this large tree to the left. Everything else, you know, will be uh, improved as needed. Okay. okay, no further questions. I'm going to open the public hearing. 
Uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who would like to speak on this item? We have no public speakers on this item. Okay, then I'm closing the public hearing. Um, committee members now can deliberate. Uh, anybody have, would like to start a discussion? Uh, any concerns? Uh, things you'd like? I'll start. I, I think this is a, a, a really creative, adaptive reuse uh, of an underutilized property in, in downtown. Uh, I'm supportive of the use of the AB 2097 parking reductions in the area. Um, I don't have many formal recommendations for, you know, design improvements. I think it's really well done. I think, appreciate the, the thought that's gone into it and I'd be supportive of the recommendation to approve. I have some comments. Um, I, I think the, the entryway is a little understated. Maybe that could be jazzed up a little bit. Um, also, I think we, we talked about the grading. Maybe you got a foot there at the most. Um, unless you guys, through the grading of the courtyard, are going to need to drop it you know, another six inches or so. Um, and. I see like three tree species specified. I would suggest keeping it to two, um, a canopy tree, shade tree, then a, some kind of flowering tree. Um, and I, the, the big thing is, is the permeable paving, the gravel pave. Um, I'm familiar with uh, Bill Millet did the project over there, at the, the Stoke Burger and Iron and Resin, and you know, I think it looks great. Two comments on that is that, again, the plastic with the, gra the gravel pave, reinforced gravel pave with the plastic, it just always comes up. So you're always seeing the plastic. So I'd much prefer that that be, you know, just a good old, there's some nice concrete um, permeable paver units out there with the, cell, with the cells that I think would be more durable in the long run and just look better because you're going to see it anyway. So it's, it's, I think it's just a more purposeful, honest use of material. I think it's a great project. It's a wonderful infold project. And um, one other thing I just caution to on using too many plant species, it gets a little bit fruit cocktail-like. So I, I would caution, suggest that maybe, you know, a little more careful placement or a little more massing um, it would give you a better result. Other than that, it's a great project. Member Cormier? Yeah, I, I think this is a great looking project. I think it will vastly improve what's there now. Um, my only concern would be the, you know, obviously the transformer is gigantic and it's there, so if we just assume it has to stay there is that it might become a debris collector over time because um, people just don't go in there and check it out very much. So I'm wondering if there's a way to mitigate it so that, um, you know, that, that the trash collecting in there will not be visible from the sidewalk or impinge on the sidewalk. Uh, I'd hate to make that solid, but it just seems to me that um, that is just going to collect stuff over the years. You're suggesting a roof on it? 
so people don't love their... I don't know if you can do that on a transformer. Can, yeah. <laughs> what was the question? Whether you could put a roof on that structure, on a trash enclosure. But uh, I think people might have the tendency to lob trash over that, but I'm not sure how you could architecturally I know, prevent that. I've been downtown long enough to know that that is what's going to happen down there. Either that or make sure that there's a gap big enough at the bottom to make sure that anything can flow out or... I assume there could be some type of maintenance requirement uh, added to the conditions of the CDP on this. Yeah, that's just a concern of mine that I've seen happen very often. Well, I, th I think we have consensus. Uh, I think this is a very well-designed project. I like the use of color uh, within the landscape area. I think, you know, being that you've got a lot of white and kind of neutral colors, uh, having uh, plants with flowers and color uh, will make it even more pleasant space to be in, as well as provide some shade. So I think at this point we're probably, since we're in consensus, looking at a motion in a second. I'll make one quick comment. Uh, I love the adaptive reuse of it, so good job. Oh, that's awesome. I do think it actually is an opportunity to, to add a little bit of housing and eyes on it at night. Um, obviously, you're not going to do that, but uh, that, that, that's my only, that and the, and the ginormous transformer. But, but you handled the transformer really well, and you tied it into everything else. So I, I think it's fine. It actually, somehow the transformer fence around it makes it even better for me because it, it changes the texture and bring in the in and out of the building. It kind of ties, because that, that garage now sits back farther, so it kind of ties it in. I thought that was that's really well done. So it's a good job. It's a nice project. And if it, I'll support a motion to sub, uh, to approve just it. What one part? Because <laughs> the uh, just making sure that you know the the trees, the the canopies, they'll get so big, uh, so large, so that it completely shades out the courtyard. I mean, there is a lot of trees. It is a fairly small space, and you know, trees that have the dappled light. Uh, definitely, the shade is is important, but to to not you can overdo it too in these small spaces. It's just, it's just really nice to not see someone impregnate the site like we almost always see. Other than this, that you just adaptive reuse, use the buildings. I commend that. So, does someone is someone is someone willing to make a motion? Uh, the only thing I, I would just want to add, if, if someone does make a motion, having uh, dark, dark sky compliant lighting. I don't remember all the rec recommendations, so I'm not making a motion. So I'll, I'll uh, make a motion to recommend design approval of the project um, with the following recommendations. One, to uh, utilize dark sky compliant lighting uh, for site and building, exterior building lighting. Um, I, 
I don't know that I had any other. Well, you, if, you, other if you stop there, I'll second it. <laughs> wait, okay. Wait, I, I, then I, I, I second that motion. You know. All right, we have a motion to second. Uh, wait, wait, I had that. Oh, okay. We had those comments I'd like to add to it. You know, again, on the, the paving, the permeable paving, that it not be the plastic, that it be the reinforced concrete paving and not plastic, not the reinforced plastic paving. Willing to include that in your motion? Maker of the motion is willing to include that in the motion. Okay. Seconder doesn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what, I don't know what you're saying about, did you say plastic? Yeah, to not use the reinforced plastic permeable uh, gravel pave. It's called reinforced. Oh, is that what's proposed? Uh, yeah, there's a combination of materials, but that's one of them. So yeah, yes, that's, uh, we'd, we'd accept that, of course. That makes it more permeable. And the other one, the other things were suggestions. Yeah. Reinforced concrete. Reinforced. I, I don't it's know permeable reinforced concrete paving or, or gravel pave. It's it's both. It's it's concrete permeable concrete. Why I didn't want to make the motion. Gravel pave. <laughs> so, so you so you added that to the, that's added to the motion. Yes. Okay, I'll second it. Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Okay. Member Cormain? Yes. Member Kiesel? Yes. Member Groudon? Uh, yes. Vice Chair Tomasello? Yes. And Chair Antelman? Yes. Motion carries. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Nice job. Okay, we're moving forward to item uh, number three, and this is project 22-0117, uh, Park Auto Zone Design Review, located at 2610 East Main Street. Uh, staff, do you have a presentation? Oh, before we begin, any ex parte communication on this project? Any of the DRC members? Good evening, members of the Design Review Committee. My name is Grant White. I am an assistant planner with the City of Ventura, and it is a pleasure to be here before you and present the agenda item number three, AutoZone, project number 22-117. Next slide, please. The subject property is located at 2610 East Main Street within Midtown Ventura. The subject site falls within the Midtown Corridor specific plan. The project encompasses the entire area outlined in red. Next slide, please. The subject property is surrounded by a variety of uses, including office, residential, medical, and commercial. An approximately 76,000 square foot parking lot site sits south of the project site. There is an array of architectural styles found in this area, predominantly mid-century modern and contemporary architecture. Next, style, please. Next slide, please. 
the existing site was previously composed of a commercial AutoZone auto parts store on a 20,925 square foot lot as shown in the top right image. The building caught on fire on May 10th, 2022 and was boarded up and fenced. On July 17th, 2022, the building caught on fire for a second time. The structure was demolished and is currently vacant and bound by fencing. Sidewalks exist on both East Main Street and South Catherine Drive. Next slide, please. The project consists of an approximately 5,980 square foot, one-story commercial building. Vehicular access is taken off of South Catherine Drive and East Main Street. The project proposes to use the existing parking lot on the southeast side of the proposed building for the majority of the required parking. In addition to the parking lot, additional spaces are provided at the rear of the building. One ADA space and one EB stall is also proposed. The project also proposes public improvements in the form of two commercial driveways and new drought tolerant landscaping is also proposed. Next slide, please. The overall building is of mid-century modern architecture with a general color palette of medium to dark gray with accents of red. The exterior building materials include a mix of painted concrete masonry units, walls, smooth stucco walls, metal coping, and aluminum within the storefront. The front facade along East Main Street, shown in the top right, includes ample fenestration to provide for a storefront and signify the main entrance to the building. The appearance of varying roof lines is achieved through the smooth stucco walls on the side of the buildings. Branded channel letter signage will be installed on the left side of this front elevation. The windows will feature red aluminum accents as the 1997 design guidelines encourage bright colors for trim, windows, doors, and key architectural elements. The rear facade shown in the bottom image is primarily finished in smooth concrete masonry walls. The bottom portion of the CMU walls will be painted in dark gray, and the remainder of the rear CMU walls will be painted in a medium gray. The rear facade also introduces stairs, a ramp, and rear door, all of which will be finished in the red accent color. Next slide, please. The parking lot elevation and South Catherine Drive elevations introduce smooth stucco walls that will be finished in the same medium gray paint that is found at the rear. The smooth stucco walls are roughly present on two-thirds of the elevations, but primarily present towards the frontage of the building. Both elevations also propose to install branded channel letter signage. The smooth stucco, side, the smooth stucco sidings will project six inches from the elevations. Additionally, located closest to the frontage on both elevations are glass windows finished in the red aluminum accents. The southwest elevation, which faces the parking lot, features a secondary entrance entry door where customers can access the building from the parking lot. The parking lot elevation also features four downspouts, which will be painted to match the wall colors. The northwest elevation that faces South Catherine Drive shares elements present in the parking lot elevation, except that there is not an entry door nor downspouts. Next slide, please. The 1997 design guidelines also encourage the use of plants appropriate to the local climate, and the proposed plants are drought tolerant, including a mix of fern pines, shrubs, and ground covers in the form of lantana and rock cobble. 
The fern pines will be planted within the parking lot section closest to East Main Street on each side of the commercial driveway to help screen the uncovered parking. Deer grass and clear Indian hawthorn shrubs will be planted along the perimeter of the parking lot. There are existing palm trees along the perimeter of the site planted within the sidewalks on both South Catherine Drive and East Main Street. Overall, the proposed landscape incorporates a hierarchy of planting, plantings from ground covers to shrubs to trees as recommended by the design guidelines. Next slide, please. Staff is seeking the design review committee recommend to the planning commission approval of the design review with input and recommendations on the following. Landscaping, should more trees be added to the parking lot area, the color palette, should the red color palette be removed from the building and only featured in the signage, is the building's architectural style and design successful, and lastly, is the rooftop parapet screening adequate and downspouts appropriate? Thank you. Do any of the DRC members have questions of staff? Yeah, um, the fern, fern pines that were selected here, are, were, are they part of, uh, were they selected because there are um, other fern pines in the area, or does, was the applicant, was that shared, or why th those were chosen? I would leave that for the applicant. Oh, okay. All right, I'll just wait for the applicant. Any other questions? I have a question. So this is the third design submittal. It's, it looks like it's been redesigned three times. Um, is, was that process generated by uh, staff? Is that where they came in with a, with a, with a second and third? Yes, the first submittal um, that was submitted back in July of 2022 uh, featured uh, a project design that staff felt um, in line with the 1997 guidelines. And, was proposed to be a, more of a standardized corporate style of architectural building. So we asked, um, they had come back with the second submittal that featured a second design, which was shown in the staff report. It featured more of a sand color palette, more aligned with the design guidelines. However, there was still modifications that need to be made to the site to meet the Midtown Corridor specific plan and the development code standards. Um, staff returned and proposed a recommendation um, to modify the building for the request of a mid-century modern design that was similar previously present at, at this location. Okay, so all that came from staff and, uh, I mean, it clearly you went towards what it used to be. Correct. Thank you. Oh, yeah, one more. On, on the parking, this, this is the parking maxed out or is it that are more parking spaces than they need or what do we, did you mention that? Yeah, overall they are um, sufficient on parking. I, I believe they are. Could they lose a spot or two? We can look into that. Okay. Other funky site um, tied to a large parking area in, in the back. How are these sites connected? Is it via a series of easements and who how is that working? That's correct. The parking lot to the back is city-owned, and there are easements for access purposes. Um, they do share the drive aisle together. I see. And is the 
driveway entry onto East Main Street required for any reason? To meet the parking requirement um, of the on-site spaces uh, to have full circulation through the site, it seems to make the most sense um, to have an additional driveway for access purposes um, to meet the required parking for the, for the um, building. And there's no shared parking agreements among these various property owners? I'm not sure. There is a parking program in the Midtown Corridor um, for some of the properties. I don't know off the top of my head um, which properties are, are um, in that agreement and how they divvy up the, the city parking. Any further questions? Yeah, so so when you're talking about the parking, they're, they're required to have 20 stalls yeah. on site. Is that what the plans say? That's what it says in the parking okay. summary. Yeah, the yeah. page one there. Sea of parking I believe, there. yeah, I believe the parking ratio is uh, one space per 300 square feet. So if your building size is 6,000 square feet. Is that all of, is that how all of Main Street is right there? Midtown and downtown have the same commercial parking ratio, I believe. I have one more question. It says the zoning is T5.2. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. T5.2 is in that area of town. That's correct. Within, mid, within mid, the Midtown Corridor specific plan, yes. Midtown Corridor specific plan, mm -hmm. okay. Which I actually have right here. Didn't read it well enough, I guess. I do have some questions to staff, and we're all aware that we have a housing crisis in the state of California. Um, does the staff encourage or discourage mixed use uh, uses within this type of property? It seems like there's a possibility that housing could be incorporated into this design. So I was wondering, what is city policy? I know some of, the, some of the council members have indicated that we need more housing. We usually have the Chamber of Commerce here telling us we need more housing. And this seemed like, seems like an opportunity to add housing in a mixed-use application. So again, what is policy on encouraging or discouraging, or are you neutral in terms of mixed-use? Staff reviews projects that are proposed based on what the applicant has given us. Um, this site was previously an auto zone and has been the auto zone several times. Um, staff didn't recommend, nor did, is there any encouragement to change the design that they pr proposed to uh, beyond what was already there. Um, because the structure did burn down, there, I'm making an assumption right now, but that there, I'm sure there's some sort of insurance claim and that they're going to build what was there before. Um, but in terms of policies, it's not really staff's position to 
ask and request developers and applicants to provide what is not already there. Um, we do have certain um, policies and general plan that can encourage those things. If proposed, we can modify and, and adjust as needed. Um, but given this circumstance, yes, this, this zone is made for mixed use, um, but it isn't for staff to propose a project for a developer. So there is no city council policy concerning encouraging mixed use or not or discouraging it? Right. I mean, we can encourage and discourage, um, but that doesn't mean that we can require. Okay. And this was not discussed with the applicant? Was it the topic ever brought up? No. Okay. Thank you. I do have one other question. Um, did Public Works review the, the anything related to site distance? Um, uh, the intersection with Catherine, or is it because it's a signalized intersection they don't need to do that, or how does that work? Yeah, Public Works did review the project and has provided um, comments based on the existing driveways, the parking, the site. Um, there is uh, quite, a, quite a bit of back and forth for the um, truck turnaround and the visibility and access for trucks, so um, this had been reviewed. So the project proposed um, that you see tonight is has in been reviewed by Public Works. Any further questions? If not, is the applicant present and would like to make a presentation? Good afternoon, Chair and Vice Chair and members of the Design Board. Uh, my name is Jacob Glaze. I'm from Kimley Horn Associates. We're the engineer and landscape architect for AutoZone, representing them on this project. I don't actually have a formal presentation because I think um, as an engineer and a landscape architect, um, our plans kind of do the speaking for us. And so I hope that you can appreciate that. I do actually have 11 by 17 copies, though. Uh, I am old school, so I like uh, paper copies, so I'm happy to pass those out. And if should you guys have any questions, I'm happy to address those. I don't know if you want a card copy or not. Thanks. Do any of the DRC members have questions of the applicant? I assume you've made your presentation. We're relying on your oh yeah, no. I was just all I would say is just we're we worked with staff over the past uh, past year and a couple months to uh, to make this project happen. Um, ultimately, that it's unfortunate that the original AutoZone did burn down. Those employees have since been displaced. We're happy to get this play, uh, the store rebuilt um, to note to local city standards, and then also get those employees back into their uh, to their um, to their place of work, and ultimately being able to provide food for their families. Um, I think just the other thing I would just again like to appreciate um, and thank staff for their support grants specifically throughout the process. Um, I did write down a couple of the questions that you guys had, that you all had a uh, had asked. I think staff did a great job about answering them, but happy to um, add further detail to any of those. Should you all have any? Okay. I guess I have a question. Um, so. 
what what's your role as the engineer? Uh, civil engineer. I'm the so, registered did, did you civil. design it? Yes, sir. You designed the building? I uh, designed the exterior of the building. Um, then we have a landscape architect in-house that will do landscaping, and then we have an architect on board as well. Okay, so um, my question has to do with uh, kind of the rationale of the building. Yeah. The original building was probably the most rational building in town, or at least one of them. Every single line lined up with something. It lined up with the, con the concrete uh, uh, recesses in it, lined up with the window lines, which then turned around the corner and lined up with the mullions. That doesn't, do, that doesn't happen in this building. So can you explain the rationale of your, your uh, reglet lines that are, that are, I think there's four or five, I don't actually have the um, that are on the facades and at the top and the bottom one are not the same size and I'm wondering why and, and what is the rationale behind the design of that in accordance with the windows with, re with respect to the um, existing building, the burned down building. The burned down building. Yeah, so all, all great questions. I will, I will do my best to answer um, as much of those as possible and I don't know if if you did have a chance to take a look at the, the staff report, you can you can see that we did present three separate designs. I did, I did, I saw that and I, I appreciate it. I actually appreciate the third design. Perfect, um, so just a couple things to kind of go off this and I think from an engineer, I'll talk for the engineering side from a site perspective first. Um, the site does have, for being such a small site, it does have a substantial amount of gray that you do have to cross across the site. Um, so moving from the actual street to the back of the street, or to the back of the building, you can see that we've actually had to add stairs, exterior stairs to account for that. And so on my CE-1 plan, um, there's a, some yellow dashed lines on there. Those yellow dashed lines actually represent where the um, floor plan, or, in, or where the floor line and the roof line is. And so you can see that there is a, a substantial grade change across both of those. I just, I do think that's important to kind of count out. So that's where we try to keep the, I want to call it the light grays and the dark grays just for, for the essence of keeping it simple. Um, that's where we try to, you're going to see some of the straight lines don't exactly line up for that because of the actual fall of the site across there. Um, so that would be kind of the one variation in that. I, I don't, excuse me, I, I don't think the fall on the site has changed that much from the original building. They still had the fall, and they took they took advantage of it. Well, my question is in the in the facade itself. So if you're looking at your CE1, yeah. and let's take your 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 bottom drawing, the windows are placed within the field of the the facade, as the existing building, the burned down building. Um, all those all were very that. rational, mm -hmm. and they 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 met with every regulate line, and then it wrapped around the building and made and talked to the front as well. Um, which became the, a storefront and then a brick system in the front. So I, that's my question. It doesn't have to do with the, because the, it's, it sloped before and the bottom, the bottom was different at the back than it was at the front, but those, those rational lines that went through it were there. And I'm just wondering why, if you're kind of Matt going with that existing idea of a building, which it looks like you are, that you didn't take those window lines and, and rationalize them the way that they were rationalized in the, in the first, yeah, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm going to apologize at first. I, I'm not the architect by any means, so I'm not going to be able to address all your concerns. I think with the conversations that the architect did have, I think with staff, um, this was kind of the presented storefront um, and options. So, I mean, if there's a, a, re a request to pull 
the I'm gonna say the the parking lot side and pull that and wrap that around the entire building there's an opportunity for that no and that's not what I'm saying but that's okay okay I'll have I have one more question then um, the, is the is the entrance for the public intended to be on Main Street correct and it'll no longer be on the back, which it slowly adapted to be before. Correct. There, there will be a, a building entrance on Main Street, and then we do have an entrance on, I'm going to say, the east-hand side. Um, the east-hand side is required for our accessibility code because you have to have it entering the parking lot. But the in intention would be is that customers that are, are walking down the boulevard would be able to enter off of Main Street with having still that, um, kind of that joint entrance on the parking lot side. Okay. So a dual entrance aspect of it. Thank you. Um, is this building essentially the same footprint as the original pre-fire building? Does it uh, occupy the same? It, it's pretty close, yes, sir. Okay. And uh, I can get you the exact dimensions if you'd like. Couple hundred square feet difference. Okay. Um, is there going to be wall-mounted lighting or pole lighting? How are you going to light the um, parking lot, and the exterior of the building? Yes. Yeah, so on the on the east-hand side of the site, there will be pole-mounted lighting that reflects the the lights in the rest of the city parking lot that's owned to the rear. Um, so there will be two pole-mounted lights on the, the east-hand side. And then on the back of the, the proposed auto zone, on the south-hand side, there will be um, proposed wall packs in order just to, to light those, one, those four stalls on the rear. Okay, and um, the detail of the stucco over the block, it looks like it's six inches projecting over the block. Is that correct? In? There's a, if you go to, are you looking at CE yeah, and then you can kind of see that there's a, the projection element of the of the stucco walls. Um, that's six inch project. That's six inch projection. All right. So. When I'm looking at the entrance element, um, I'm assuming the storefront will be set into the block wall behind? Correct, the store set. So we're gonna have a six inch sill along there. So that piece of stucco below the window is gonna be like six inches high and six inches deep. Is there a detail through the through the windows, through the storefronts, and how they connect to the? Because if we have that, I think uh, 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 Committee Member Cormain's question would be answered as well as mine. Yeah, if if we can scroll to A dash one, um, that's the floor plan, and I don't know if, if we get a zoom in on the bottom right down there, looking at that perspective. Um, so the roof outline is the dash line. Um, and then underneath of that, you can see where there's the, the recess elements of the, 
the storefront. Um, the, the, the storefront is where the door is located is recessed further, and then the other elements of where the, just the glass windows are is recessed. You see that Annie, on? How is the uh, downspouts contending with that con same condition? So the downspouts are located on the west-hand side of the site. Um, that's where the roof drains to, um, so there won't be any downspouts located on any other sides. Um, and then the downspouts are pictured on C-1 on your left elevation. So when you get to that six-inch bump out at the base there, is this going to be like f hanging out freely there, or does it hug the wall as it returns? Or are you just going to have a piece of downspout in space? Are you talk you're talking about... Looking at C-1, looking at the... C-1 um, parking lot yeah, side. Yeah, the parking lot side. Yeah, so right at that point, um, you're, so the, par the roof drain would come down, the, s the sill would be right here, and there's going to be a one, about maybe a foot, foot and a half of where the, the sill or where the six-inch stucco extends out, and then the roof drain would continue down to the ground. Um, most likely, the architect will continue either the element down there, or we could always have the roof drain wrap back around. I don't, I don't necessarily know if that would look the best. I feel like it would just continue straight down um, from that point instead of having multiple bends inside of the... And will they be connected to a drain system or are they just going out into the parking lot? As of right now, they, um, there's two of them that will go over the, the concrete sidewalk um, and then there's two of them that will flow into the, the landscape area. Um, and then from there, um, the landscape area will be treated, and then the other ones will flow into the parking lot, and then um, sheet flow over to a catch basin, and the catch basin will go through your water quality treatment features. Okay, and last question, these stucco elements as they come up to the top, they extend past the concrete block, and then they return, is that like a foot? So that the, I'm looking at the front elevation and the, where the taller parapet is for the stucco, does that only extend six inches past the block line, the exterior wall line? There's not a dimension, or sorry, on the, on the main side street, I assume that's the elevation that you're looking at. There's not a dimension showing there, um, but it is roughly three and a half feet to add some variation in height. Wait, three and a half feet? Wait, for the stucco parapet? For the stucco parapet. How far does it extend into the building? Ver I'm sorry, vertical or horizontal? Um, ver horizontally. Horizontally back into Back the from the front of the stucco, how far... Does it extend back on the sides there? And you're talking on the main street um, elevation. Main street it's, elevation. Not show, it's not showing anything. It's not showing how it's actually drawn below, the, unless you're just talking about uh, a, a six-inch facade. It's not showing the, the raised building or anything happening beyond it. When we look at a I'm just looking at how that stucco wall returns above oh, the roof. The, the stucco wall will extend above the roof um, three and a half feet and then okay, but how far does it go and in? horizontally it extends out past the wall to the left six inches and then to your right um, it's probably about eight inches. 
is there a wall section or a building section we can look at or well, a roof plan? It's actually showing, right? It, that, that drawing's showing it. It's on, it is, it, so it, it's, it's the Main Street, it's Main Street one on CE1. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's, it, it's, a, it's a, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then along the front elevation, the areas that are rendered in gray there, um, is that a metal coping or what is that? Because it's not block. Right? So it's a metal coping? The, yeah. Both oh, above yeah, the sign and below the sign. Yeah, metal, uh, metal coping painted in dark gray. So that coping will wrap over the block on the sides slightly? The metal coping will wrap around the, you're talking about around the entire perimeter? Yes, as it turns the Correct. corner. It'll turn there and then continue past the stucco bump out all the way around the rest of the building. Can I interject with one more question sure, while Curtis please. is going? Um, you, you have the drawn, your CMU as horizontal lines. Are, are you going to fill your vertical uh, CMU gaps versus the, the actually the horizontal with a with a recess, or is it just the way that it's drawn? I think that's the way that it was rendered. But if that is the the request from staff, I'm sure that we could put the, incorporate that uh in that comment. No, I'm just trying to understand your understand the drawings. So you, so that could so the horizontal lines that go all the way across is just representing CMU. Correct. And do you know how that's finished? I, don't, I didn't see any details in there. I, all I know is it just, it's painted in terms of actual finish that, that I would not know. Okay. Any additional? Questions concerning landscaping? Um, I'll, I'll just say it for the comments. Okay. Um, I had a few questions. Okay, go ahead. Um, similar, uh, same question I had for staff. Um, is it necessary to have the driveway apron onto Main Street for the business operations? It is, um, it is a requirement to have the driveway apron there. Um, it's mostly because of our fire code. And so that way that the fire truck has, it doesn't have to do a hammerhead movement, so it can actually have the clear height around the building, um, as well as it assists with our truck deliveries. And I think that is actually shown on. I saw some of the auto turn um, templates that, that were there. I think fire was the only one that I saw, but I think, um, the drive, if they were to come in off of the essentially alleyway or off of Catherine, I don't think it's more than 150 feet, um, you know, to go down that, that driveway. So I don't think that they would require a hammerhead turnaround. Is that? And the 150 feet, I'm definitely well aware of the 150 feet. For some reason, I thought during our process for, the, for this um, that we've gone through that it was a requirement that be there. There currently is two, I think, if I could add to that comment, 
there was a comment about public works and stop site, stops, um, site disentrangles and everything else. There currently is two driveways that are there today um, that are actually right on top of each other. We are, remo we are removing one of those driveways um, because there's two drive aisles. One was more of a, a drive through drive aisle. Um, and so this one ultimately is being replaced just with one consistent driveway across that area. So in the existing condition, the basically the Stevens Grill um, driveway you're saying is going to be removed and the AutoZone one is going to remain or or is that the, the AutoZone one will be shifted to the it'll be shifted to that one so you actually are removing the, the we're removing the one, one that's closest we're moving the AutoZone one or the one that's closest to the intersection because of your stop sign stop license so your property line the AutoZone property line actually extends out into that existing double loaded parking area adjacent and the and drive aisle adjacent to Stevens Grill. Correct, and the reason why it does that is because city code does require that um, every site be self-parked. Um, we, ha although there is a parking lot in the back, we don't have the benefit of utilizing that from a parking square footage standpoint, and so that's the reason why we had to have those uh, 20 stalls. Have there been any discussions with any of the adjacent property owners around a shared parking agreement between uh, yours and the other um, businesses? In this center on this block as of currently there has not been any um, and I think the the main and I, I could go back to autos and ask the question but I think the main reason is the other developments are developed um, and so if AutoZone was the only one coming to the table requesting a shared parking what do they bring to the table versus everybody else that says where we developed money <laughs> um, and we're also building a burned down building so understood um, have you, I guess question, were, have you studied the, uh, the corner at the inter intersection at Catherine and Main um, for any sight distance issues, being that the, the building comes pretty close to that corner? Um, that was, yeah, that was reviewed during public works review. Um, public works also, that was one of the reasons also for the kind of the removal of the closest driveway on Main Street um, because you have that person turning right or you have that car leaving out of, um, out of that closer driveway. That closer driveway would be blocked by that, some of that existing planter boxes, the buildings, but also um, if anybody started to come out of Catherine. So, um, that was a kind of a comp the safety feature of, remo of just removing that one driveway. But yes, um, that area and the driveways were looked at as part of public works review. Okay. Um, and then, so sorry to kind of nail down on this driveway thing, but I'm just trying to understand where the property line is in relation to the existing condition and sort of if, if uh, we're consolidating down into one driveway, double loaded parking, um, what is going to remain on the adjacent property or does your property line go all the way to their building? It goes all the way to Stevens. It goes all the way to the, it, the, the Stevens parking now is on, is on AutoZone parking, AutoZone lot, parking, I believe. That is correct and we've only fenced off part of it as part of the demo of the, if you go out there today you'll see part of it is fenced off but in essence, AutoZone could extend that fence, but I think they're trying to do the good neighbor policy. Okay. Yeah, 
understood. Thanks for clarifying that's, that's that. the way it feels. Thank you, Chair. Um, have you been down Hartman Road or Hartman Avenue? Um, it's uh, the next block east of Catherine. I, I drove by Maine on the way here, um, but I did not drive directly down um, Hartman. So. so as a civil engineer, I think you'll appreciate this. this. I think this is one of the most unique streets in in the city of Ventura because of how we've dealt with stormwater on this street. It's okay. a pilot project um, that we did years ago. We've got curb cuts. We have permeable paving within the public right-of-way. Um, we have um, uh, bioswale uh, infiltration, bioswale uh, bio basins uh, in, in there. I think, you know, I think it's a missed opportunity for you know this large parking lot to not take some cues from what the actual you know city public works department has done, um, and try to integrate more low impact development stormwater measures. I'm curious if you if you think that that may be a possibility on this project. Yeah, and happy to get into the actual engineering nuts and bolts of it. Um, and so I think there's a couple caveats to to that and if I get too much into the engineering world bear with me um, but ultimately off-site is treated as as one governing agency the on-site is treated by another govern, governing agency um, so per MPDS this, uh, the national one as well as the state one you're required of course if you disturb over again I'm getting an engineer but you disturb over 5,000 square feet you have to do your water quality features so as part of our development here even though we're an existing site because we're disturbing the pavement we have to come back and to redo it um, we came back and we look at all different types of alternative for stormwater treatment on the site and the issue that you have in terms of parking lots like this there's a checklist that you have to fill out as part of the, the LID WQMP manual and while we don't anticipate it we have to provide for it is the person that comes and it's signed on the store, but I, I can say I've seen people. I've been at a lot of auto zones and other automobiles or big box or anything else where the person wants to replace their oil and they get out right up to the parking lot and instead of getting the little, the, the little nozzle, they come there and they just open their oil thing and they dump the oil right in there and some oil splashes on the ground. Um, and so there's a checklist inside of that WQMP that says because of that you have to have this this item that that removes your oil. Um, from there so that's why we have a thing on our site called a hydrodynamic separator um, and that removes your oil from there it goes into your water quality feature your water quality feature can infiltrate your your um, your water and everything else and then it can move on but the issue is is permeable pavers which i appreciate you saying earlier we're i have a project where we're specking permeable pavers um, the concrete ones and so the the issue that you do is you put that underneath of a vehicle and should someone actually dump that oil it actually will get into the groundwater and theoretically um, it is governed by the by the jurisdiction, but based on that, it actually fails the checklist of a WQMP manual because of that checklist, because you could contaminate the groundwater. Now, yes, it's a little bit of oil, but at the end of the day, a little bit of oil is a little bit of oil. And so that's the reason why we're having a hydrodynamic separator on the site, and then it goes into there. Um, should we be working with Public Works, and should Public Works see that differently? I'm happy to, or engineering see that differently, we're happy to do it. At the end of the day, the hydrodynamic separator is, is not a cheap item by any means. That I could put permeable pavers in front of the, this, that area right there for the cost of that um, hydrodynamic separator. But that's the reason why, is because of that level of treatment that we've been required by the state. Hopefully, I didn't get too much in the engineering faults of it. But. Got it. 
That's helpful. Thank you. Is that structure the one that's towards the east property line? Correct. There's a box right there, and then right before the box is a uh, is a circle, um, and then we have that called out on our um, on our drainage plan, which would be. Um, sheet five, so it talks about proposed hydrodynamic separator. Any additional questions? Yeah, I just have a couple minor ones. Yes, um, obviously, the elevations aren't matching the, the, the current plan. I understand that. Um, at you have, you're suggesting cobbles along that ramp on the, um, the west side of the, of the site. Now, is, there, is that because you have a footing there that um, is getting in the way of any planting? That would be correct. Okay. Is there, you know, this place is hurting for planting spots. So I'm looking right at the steps there. There's like a, you could maybe find a little rectangle there for something. Um, at the street view, at the Catherine Drive. Was there any consideration for plant, uh, trying to get a plant pocket there? Um, I think that's right where our backflow for our water meter is going. Oh, okay, okay. And so it, it, it is definitely hurting for, for, um, for items. I think should, should there be a couple areas, I mean, I, I do think, um, for landscaping, I think I think you brought up the the comment about the the fern pines. Uh, my landscape architect did visit the site. Um, he did say that he saw a couple, one or two fern pines back in the city lot, or some type of species gener generic to that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why that that tree was specked in that area. Uh, I think there could be a possibility to add an additional fern pine. If sorry, if you could scroll down real fast, on the left hand side, um, right over, if right in that landscape island on the left, there could be an option to add an additional fern pine there, and I think we'd be happy to entertain that to just add three additional, one additional tree. That's a pretty tight plan. That's like about a three foot wide, maybe four foot wide. What was it saying? It's on here somewhere. Yeah, I, I think that the, only, the one thing is, is that planner, I think theoretically could get a little bit wider um, in that. Yeah, you can shift, you it. Could shift yeah. it to the left yeah. a little bit. And so I think there could be, an, again, wanted to show good faith. I think that there could be an opportunity to add an additional fern pine there in that area. And, and did you guys consider um, concrete walk-offs at, the, at these finger planters adjacent to the, especially here, you know, I work with you guys a lot on the Raising Canes. Yep. And uh, those concrete walk-offs are pretty good because the people treat those places pretty rough. And you're like, I can imagine the people here, you know, auto folks, plants. Are, eh. We, uh, yeah, well, I'm not, <laughs> not going to disagree with anything that you just said. I think we would love to do the concrete walk-offs, and I think it's a simple thing. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it costs more, it costs more up front, but then it's less maintenance at the end of the day. The issue is, is I put a concrete walk-off, then I continue to decrease the amount of landscaping and I'm already at 4% for the site, so I don't want to continue just to cut and cut the landscaping from there. So I think that's the, trying to keep that landscape percentage as high as possible would be the only comment for that, but. Um, okay. 
should you all entertain it, happy to look at it, but that would be my, the re reason why. I see. And, and I guess, you know, that, the, that planter on the parking lot side, it's, um, was there any consideration for taller plants against that facade? Or was that there's some reason? I don't, it doesn't look like it's blocking signage or anything. The one in front of building, or the one in front of... No, no on, the par one. on the parking lot side facing the building there, where it says proposed trash enclosure, you have three... That planning right in that yeah, area. Yeah, you have a row of raft there. That was just what the, that's kind of what we were looking at and kind of work through. Um, but if there's a, a taller shrub that we can put in there, I think we're okay. happy to entertain it, the Hawthorne. That's it. Okay, I've got a few questions. Um, is there anything that precludes architecturally or structurally uh, locating the uh, downspouts internally? There is not, no. If that's a, uh, if that's a comment from the city, um, of course, it's, a, it's always more economical to put them on the outside of the site. Um, but at the end of the day, if that's a design consideration that the city wants, I don't think it actually set some cities when you go to, it says directly inside your municipal code that you want them on the interior. So we start with the interior. Um, but um, I don't think it said anything about that they were required to be on the interior. But if that's something the city should request, um, I think that's something that we could definitely look into. No, it, it could be a request at. by the Design Review Commission or yes. the Planning Commission. Correct. Uh, trash enclosure location. It seems a little unusual. Uh, have it butted up against the building. Uh, I was wondering what the logic or reason for that. I think it's the only place that we could actually get it to fit um, and still have the truck be able to f pull in and service it. Um, we could have the how AutoZone designs their trash enclosures, all their dumpsters actually, they don't sit on wheels, they sit on actually steel on um, pallets, so you have to actually pull in and grab it with the front of the vehicle and then pull out, you can't roll it. Um, and so the only other option would be to, is to install it against the two stalls facing the, um, the building next door. Um, and in the essence of, you, know, you could take the two left-hand stalls, so the two stalls directly below the trash enclosure um, on the neighbor, you could take it and flip, put it in that area if you wanted to, um, but I think that would be the only location that it could fit. Um, and ultimately then it would prevent, and then you have a trash enclosure right up against your neighbor compared to up against you. That's, how do you? Does have a cover? Are they covered? The, the trash enclosure does yeah. have a roof on it, that would be correct. Uh, yeah, we do have that um, shown on it's the last sheet of the, the hard copy set that I did provide. It has a roof with a... It's a galvanized roof? Uh, aluminum, yes. And the metal eave enclosures are also galvanized as well? I think what I'm trying to find out, are you painting this all red? Are we painting the trash? The trash enclosure red. The trash enclosure, the block will, the smooth block around the trash enclosure will match the, um, will match the building, so that way it looks like an integral part. Um, the, the metal slats that are above that, um, I don't think that we specify a color directly on, or directly on the plan. Um, our intention would be that those would just follow the same exact color as the building as well. Um, we don't 
we don't usually like to highlight our trash enclosures. Okay. Any roof mounted equipment? Um, the only roof mounted equipment will be low, low profile in here. Um, and so I, I don't see it in this package, um, but I know that we did do some sight lines that are, did some um, views to make sure that it was screened. Um, so that was the reason for the, um, the parapets heights. So you, you, you would screen any rooftop equipment? Correct. Okay, that's all the questions that I have. If uh, DRC has no further questions, then I'll open the public hearing. Okay. Once, twice. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, Madam Clerk, is there anybody that wishes to speak on this project? We have one public speaker on this item, and please forgive me if I mess your last name up, but it's Gregory Katrakazus. I feel like he walked out with Jean. And uh, public speaking will be three minutes? Yes. Right here, sir. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm from Stevens Market and Grill. It's an, next to AutoZone. <clears throat> so we have a couple of bad experience the last couple of years, you know, with the two fires and we're suffering, you know, business-wise. Uh, and I don't think I like it to put another AutoZone on the same place right now because the last 12 years we working there, there happened so many things. Dirty, working, oil down in the streets, batteries. We operate in a restaurant food business. And we like it to keep more clean. So AutoZone did not treat us either, you know, after the two fires, they have, they not treat us all right they never cleaned, you know, the property. They never did anything to protect us. So we do all the work for them. So we're not too happy with the operation with AutoZone the last 12 years. So, and my cameras on this building, we have a lot of stuff keep going on. They use the property. On the park, we're not supposed to use it. They use us property, not the easement, us property. They're doing business in ours, and we don't have enough parking to park for our customers. So it's a little bit more, you know, like we have to understand that project they're going to go through. I like it to give a little more strictly more, you know, like cleaning, and uh, it's one of us, you know, we have another 10 years to our lease to expire there, 
So we don't want to live another 10 years dirty, unprofessional. And it's a big company too. We are small people, you know, working every day for, to be the best. And this is a Greek restaurant. We put them in Ventura. I live in 35 years in Ventura. See me, Camarillo. I did a lot of projects, a lot of restaurants. But that's what they do it the last time, you know, working together like neighbors. So I'm against Atazon project. I don't mind, it's except, you know, like the law of the city, but I would like it something better from the easements, the parking, the cleaning, they don't have no trash to put them, you know, their own trash. Oil, greasy, batteries. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Your time is up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are there any other speakers? We have no additional speakers on this item. And I'm going to close the public hearing. And uh, unless anybody have any additional questions of staff before we move to deliberation. Okay, then we deliberate. Comments? Concerns? Questions? I have some comments on the landscaping. Um, one thing um, I would suggest is, I think it was brought up that there is a parking lot right next door that, um, or, and that street, it was a, uh, it's a, a green street, and um, uh, I think there was some interesting things that happened there. I was tangentially involved in that project and helped place the native plants, so I, I am very familiar with the plant palette. Um, I think there's something we said to maybe be using that as a, as a reference for the, the species that you're using there, at least some of those. Um, I would also suggest instead of round cobblestones, use crushed rock. I would say that that planter on the back, um, the parking lot that we, I asked you if there, you considered maybe going taller, some taller material, I would suggest that, something like fence post cactus. I would generally avoid the raphilippus, the pink raph. I think that pink color of the flowers would clash with the red lettering of the autozone. Um, so I would avoid any kind of pinks. You know, complementary colors you could use, or you know, yellows, things like that. Um, the the mullein, I think we talked about the walk-offs. If we can get the walk-offs, please please put those in where you can. Um, I would say the raf, the excuse me, the um, lantana, and the deer grass. The deer grass is great because that's a native, but those things get five feet wide, five feet to four feet wide, and you have them like. And almost like two or three, and th they always get bigger than you think. So I would reconsider. Either you could use the pine muleys; they're native adjacent, or and then definitely don't try to put the purple lantana, which gets eight feet wide, in that little finger planter. So I think you got you can have one species of plant in there, one or two, but or something like a smaller perennial like Achelia, that's a native. There's different varieties, colors you can get. 
reds, yellow, Kelia, herbaceous, that would also, I think, start to relate to the parking lot next door. Um, you could, instead of RAF along that one area separating this parking lot to the um, the native parking lot, you could maybe use Arctostaphylus Sunset instead of um, the, the pink RAF. As far as trees are concerned, I would suggest not the fern pines because those are just kind of messy, not, not the greatest tree, um, kind of dense. A lot of people like their cars. They don't like stuff falling on their cars. I would go with something that's cleaner like shoestring acacia. That's not native, but um, olive not native, but a, a good tree. I think it would also complement the kind of color scheme of the building. Um, natives or hybrid natives, chitalpas or a desert willow would be really nice there because that also is a tree that you would, that is a native, interior California native, and then it also is, um, you, you find it in arroyos, it's kind of a desert riparian tree, if you will, which kind of fits in with a the theme next door. You could obviously they have a number of sycamores, but those get pretty large and could find their way into your, your infiltration um, storage there. So I, I might not suggest that. And then please, if you could get another tree in that finger planter that we talked about. I think that was it. And then, oh, the other thing is, again, just make sure that, like that, the other reason not to use a fern pine is it's moderate. We just want to try to keep everything just low water. All right. Um, you know, I would, I was trying to figure out how to resolve the issues of the um, scuppers and downspouts, and I would prefer to see them inside the building, um, just because it's particularly with that issue at the base uh, where the stucco comes out six inches, um, you know, you're going to have, that's going to get damaged. Um, I also would like to see the parapets return, um, and not the one foot that it looks like, but maybe something a little more substantial like four feet, just to give it more presence and heft. Um, as you're coming down Loma Vista, you'll see that one parapet, and it'll just be, you know, a thin wall sticking up there. So I would like to see more substance to that by returning the walls on both ends, the back and the front, uh, perhaps four feet. Um, I'm okay with the colorful Storefront, uh, you know, it's, I think that's visually uh, positive to have some color in that area. And I really do appreciate the fact now that the building does front again onto Main Street and not um, have its back on Main and be covered up with signs and things like that. So, um, but yeah, otherwise I think I agree with the landscape issues, but overall I think the building is 
is decent. Member Grodin, any comments at this point? Yeah, remove the downspouts for sure. Um, I concur with the parapet. In fact, I'd like to see the parapet. It's a gesture that's on two sides of the building and then it's just a facade. It's only six inches to eight inches, to whatever, maybe a foot. And it should go at least, at least a distance back, if not all the way across. I think that the 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 it feels it feels to me like the the drawing has a fill that doesn't quite fit. Instead of actually drawing the lines on the on the elevation and having the the storefront and the doors relating to the regulate joints whether and being in line with them and i don't really have any problem with the regulate joints or anything like that the landscaping i agree with um, the comments before um, what else do i i have it's like, it's like a hatch right it's like a hatch pattern isn't lining up well it, it it it's not the same on the top it's not the same as as the bottom the center is a different size which is okay that's nothing wrong with that but it just looks like it was put on there and, oh, let's move it up a little or down a little. Um, and I understand. I mean, that's what it looks like happened with the, the CMU, too, because it's not rendered as CMU, um, which it would be nice. And I have a huge question that we should have sections and details of how the windows are, uh, details through the windows, sections through the building, so we actually would be able to see how that it really is just a pop-up, um, how the rest of it all relates. Uh, the colors are fine. It's AutoZone colors. Um, I understand that. Uh, I have, I'm, for me, the biggest, one of the biggest things, and this isn't, has nothing to do with really with the design, just with the urban fabric, and Stevens isn't going to like it, but I would rather have either a building where that parking lot is, or even a, a, an open space that's not parking lot, because now we've got the rhythm of Main Street, or you know, it's supposed to be Main Street. It's supposed to be a rhythm of buildings, and it's not. And then we've got the the curb cut, which is not a comfortable thing to walk across. Not that many people walk around there, but they should. Um, and so I concur with with uh, uh, with Tony with that with the. Um, uh, it, I, I just, it's just such a missed opportunity for the city not to have some type of reciprocal parking agreement to be able to eliminate that parking. I mean, it's a sea of parking there. I, I don't think I've ever, and I sort of live in that, in that general area, I don't think I've ever seen that parking lot, those parking lots full, ever. And I know there's city lots, but so it feels like that's an opportunity for the city to actually improve that. Um, Definitely take cues off of Hartman. That is, uh, as you said, one of the more interesting streets, and it is, it's done well. Um, uh, I guess that's about it for me. Member Thomas Silva. I think I generally agree with uh, all the other comments that have been made. Um, I, I think for me, I, I am feeling like you know, this is a an evolving area of town. I think it's a missed opportunity for us to not uh, try to improve some of the surrounding areas and anticipate potential future uses 20, 40, 50 years down the line. Um, I, uh, 
I believe that the, uh, I don't even know how this intersection is accessible at, at Catherine, how that curb ramp is accessible based on where the um, location of the building, the corner of that building is. I mean, it's like literally in the, in the ramp, it looks like. Um, so I would suggest that the, you know, consideration be given to how this uh, sidewalk get improved. Um, the intersection at Borchard, the bulb outs that were done there, I think are gorgeous. Um, the uh, opportunity to create a more walkable pedestrian uh, area along this block, I think, is there. And I, you know, feel bad that the building burned down, but I don't think that, um, you know, we should uh, miss this opportunity to to improve uh, this portion of town and this block. I don't think the dry, the apron needs to be there. Um, I, again, I think that you know that vehicular corridor there is it is what it is. It starts to speed up um, kind of on that portion of Maine. Um, it will be a more pedestrian friendly block along Maine as more of these properties continue to redevelop. This is within the Midtown uh, corridor specific plan area. It's also in this wellness district. Um, that is, you know, evolving and will continue to evolve over time. Um, I agree with the comments relating to, uh, you know, the opportunity for some shared parking agreements, whether it's with the city or some of the adjacent property owners. Um, I, I don't agree with the location of the, the trash enclosure. Um, Excuse me, maybe I rescind that comment, um, or maybe I mis misunderstood where it was proposed. It's right against the building right at the rear the of the okay, building. So yeah, that, rescind that comment. Um, and in general, I, I think, you know, we should be looking for opportunities to uh, make this less of an auto-oriented, <laughs> um, you know, sea of parking. Um, than you know, it, it was previously. And so opportunities for low impact stormwater design, uh, opportunities for increased landscaping, not using your standard uh, you know, pole mounted parking lot lighting, um, things like that I'd be supportive of in any type of motion. Uh, Member Kiesel, do you think more canopy trees would be, would add to the landscaping? I, I was I was just now drawing more in. Um, I think what we could do is add some triangle planters in between the parking spots right now, so that that therefore you wouldn't lose any. We do that trick all the time, you guys. So you can imagine one in the middle of that one parking row, uh, adjacent to the city parking lot. You could even fit one against the building and maybe on the other side as well to help break up the facade because as you can see the elevations is kind of kind of fairly plain so there on, on against the building obviously you'd want to have a smaller narrower type of tree so I would suggest that so then you could have and, that, and that's pretty 
classic or typical, like one tree per every four parking spaces, kind of a, a standard you see in, in many cities around the state. So I think that would be a, a really good addition to help break up the, because there, there is quite a bit of part uh, pavement in, back in that area. I'm gonna, I wanna, um back a little bit on the bulb out. I mean, it, the orchard can do it both ways. I don't think that they can do it on the main street because of the, 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 the curve there, the turn there, but they could do it on Catherine. And we don't, I mean, that, that would be a consideration. I think that would make that corner because it's a really awkward corner. Well, I'm pretty much in agreement with uh, the DRC. You know, the comments have been made. The only thing that troubles me is it's an incomplete submission, and I'm having trouble supporting it for that reason. And I'm trying to find a way to, you know, maybe communicate that to staff. And uh, so I'm uh, expressing my displeasure with the lack of a, a section and details. Uh, they could have easily been provided. Are we? And then maybe someone that could explain them that, with all due respect to a civil engineer, someone who went through the rationale of what, what the window, how far it was set back, or how the facade was put together. Um, and it feels like that, that um, I don't think we have a requirement of who shows up to meetings, but it would sure be nice to be talking to someone that, uh, that or both of you, you know, having both of you at the, at the table versus just having one, because you know, you're basically thrown to the wolves when it comes to some of the questions I, like I was asking. So it, it feels like it, it's incomplete in that way, too. Not just the, I mean, the written package as well as uh, the presentation. Well, maybe we should have the option of rejecting a submission if it's incomplete. Maybe that's something that needs discussion in the future. Uh, there is a checklist uh, that staff has and I, I assume you do use it. Is this the first one? Is it so, is it the tree view? This is the first yeah, first. Uh, anybody want to put together a motion, or we could have several people contribute to a motion, if that's agreeable? It seems like Member Kiesel has the most comments. I don't know if you'd want to try to wrap. I can give you the landscape stuff, but um, yep. if someone wants well, to carry over, add to the... Sure. I'm sure okay. we could... Yeah, I'll... Multiple I'll, people contribute okay. and get a consensus. I'll, I'll, I'll give or go here. I'll, I'll make a, a motion that the project comes back. To be modified... Uh, continued. Yeah, to be continued. And with the, the following... Um, uh, to incorporate the following comments. Um, I'll start off the landscape and then the rest of the committee members can jump in after that. Um, overall, again, try to use as many natives as possible to, to match the parking lot, the adjacent parking area. So it relates to that. Um, plant sizes to be more realistic, full size, to add more trees. We'd like to see one, two, three, four, five, maybe even six more. You could use, introduce triangular 
uh, planters in, in the middle, middle of the parking rows. Suggested trees are chitalpa, desert willow, or, or olives, even though they're not native. Could even do oaks. Um, taller plantings, such as fence post cactus against the facade, that would be the foundation planter. And not to use round cobbles, use crushed gravel, could be of a larger aggregate size, if you will. Harder for people to pick it up. It's not, not so nice on your, on your mitts. And uh, I think that's, um, and you got my general comments on the other stuff, so. You guys wanna take it away on the architectural? May I interject just for one second that these can be incorporated as conditions of approval. Change of landscaping happens quite often post DRC and that the recommendations are taken into consideration and will be reviewed by the, the following hearing. So if there are missing details, I understand that, but these can be addressed if you wanna see a certain inset of a window condition, if you wanna see a certain plant species condition. So just to kind of fast track some, some of the projects so that we don't have to come back. So just as a consideration, we do look at these things, we do re-look at and listen to the DRC and re relay these messages to the architect, to the landscape architect, to the applicant. This is not something that we do intentionally to remove or omit information. Um, it's, it is going to be addressed in, in a subsequent submittal um, as we have an applicant here who is also listening to you. So just as a suggestion that we can also um, use these comments to further the project and add them as conditions as needed. Just, so when would saying. the DRC see these changes? We'd have to go to the Planning Commission meeting and actually participate in the review at that point? That is a possibility, yeah. Um, you, because this will be posted on a subsequent agenda for another hearing, um, those changes would be incorporated in that set of plans. Otherwise, we can't make comments on whether the, the changes are acceptable or not acceptable. You can make comments on, on the project as it goes to another public hearing, sure. Um, that's why I just say, if there's something specific about an item that you already know you want addressed, is it because you don't see it or is it because you know that you want to see something um, the way that it's envisioned? Um, I think the applicant has been amenable to certain changes, so if there's something that you know you want to see, like a higher parapet, um, I guess it's just what is it that you'd want to see to come back if you know you want a higher parapet? Probably a roof plan and the, and the rooftop equipment shown to, to know if the parapet height is sufficient. Right, so if we condition the project to say we would like a four-foot parapet um, and that you would encourage to screen equipment, that is also something that staff does and can verify. 
Well, I'm comfortable with the way the motion's been crafted so far at this point for, uh, as a continuance. Yeah, because, okay, we could, it goes to an, another, the planning commission or whatnot, and then, but we can't comment as the DRC member, correct? Yeah, you can. You can yeah. go to any public hearing and comment, yeah. I think I'd second the motion, uh, and we can, can uh, I'm sure, continue to add um, some comments and discussion about the motion, but I, I, it seems to me like there's probably enough at least little items here um, from various perspectives up here that uh, it would warrant kind of coming back and seeing what, what can and is in integrated before recommending design approval to planning commission. Yes, yeah, I'm okay with that. Does anyone want to add to Member Kiesel's <laughs> Yeah, I want, to, I want to amend the motion a little bit. Yeah, feel free. Um, I mean, just if you're okay with it, um, that the parapet is uh, taller to screen, like was said, and then also it wraps, it wraps and it has depth to it. Um, and then I really want the storefront to align with the regulates. Agreed. Anyone else want to add to the motion? I would like to see more detail of the stucco block and window configurations, particularly at the sill of the uh, window. So are you asking for a window or a wall section? Yes. Yeah, a window and uh, well, yeah, a window and a wall section would be great because we. I really don't understand what's happening there. I mean, anything could be happening there, yeah. and it's not clear. Would that include a building section as well? Well, that should be part of the set anyway. Yeah. Member to speak into the mic, please. Thank you. This is important for the motion. So, Member Cormain's adding a wall section, uh, storefront window sections, building section to your, as an amendment to your motion. Mm -hmm. And then one more thing, I don't know if it was, it was a comment, but to widen that one finger planter on the, the west side okay. and as part of that motion. Did we also include the internal uh, drainage of the roof in the motion? What? Downspouts, the exterior downspouts. That was? That was included. That's included. Okay. Removal of them. To internal. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, I'd like to see the roof plan and the and the roof mounted equipment shown. Um, I'd like to see the parking lot lighting locations spotted and uh, a spec for what's proposed. Um, my recommendation would be, um, you know, dark sky compliant, fully shielded, downcast. I would recommend shorter, um, you know, pole-mounted lights, maybe 12, 15 feet max, um, with uh, 3,000 Kelvin temperature. Um, I'd like to see a preliminary improvement plan, I think, um, and I'm not sure, maybe I defer to staff what 
the... Can you elaborate a pre preliminary improvement plan of? The public right-of-way, the sidewalk, the, the adjacent. Uh, if, if the city has something in the works, is that what you're yeah, looking for? Yeah, if the city has requirements. I mean, specifically, I'm, I'm concerned that this, uh, well, one, I, I, as I mentioned, I don't think that we should have the uh, driveway apron onto Main. And then two, um, I don't think the, the accessible ramp at the corner of Catherine and Main Street works. Uh, I think that will have to be uh, improved somehow. Um, and so I'd like to, to see a preliminary design of how that would be improved um, and would recommend some, you know, applicant work with public work staff to develop some plan for a bulb out or some type of uh, improvement to that intersection. So I seem to make her the motion is in agreement, all these comments. Yeah, and one little more detail, just no lantana because there's no room for it. Yeah, no lantana. It's a plant. Do you agree with this? Yes, yes, I do, I do agree with Tony. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Okay. Very well, very we, well said. I think we do have a motion. It might be good to have a read back when you're ready. <laughs> this is going to be messed up. This is going to be messed we'll, up. We'll help. Make sure it's a seat wall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys want to continue the project to a date certain or a date uncertain? I'd say date uncertain. Date uncertain. Date uncertain. I think these are pretty easy to do and turn around pretty quick. It's also a question for the applicant to see, you know, to, if we continue to do the next available, it may not be enough time. It's the next date. Correct. I can open the public hearing and ask him if that is a concern of staff. We have one a month. Let me just get the date of the next meeting. I think it's September 20th. Sounds about right. <laughs> I would prefer sooner the better, mostly for the applicant, if the applicant can get back as soon as possible it's for them. It's not for staff. I don't too. care when it comes yeah, back. Sooner, as soon as possible. September yeah. 20th is the next. Okay. Ne the next DRC meeting scheduled is September 20th. If you want to continue to the date to September 20th, you can include that. Yes. Let's do that September 20th. You guys can do that? Um, I'll open the public hearing. Can you do that? Yeah, I think the only question is going to be uh, on our... Here, come end. to the microphone for me. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. You're fine. Very, we have to record very this. Very important in the mic, guys. I can't hear you when you're on TV. Important. Yeah, don't worry. My, my boss will be yeah, looking. Yeah, we're on TV right now. You guys should be watching and coming later. <laughs> I, I think the only question that we would have, I mean, there's a, there's a substantial amount of comments. I think we want to work with staff on a couple of the comments, um, specifically closing the driveway, offsite improvements, some items to that aspect and so I want to make sure that we'd have staff in line so I think we're on board for the next um, meeting um, with the understanding that should we need to extend because we're not in agreement with staff at that time that we have the right to do so and so also I know that staff probably has to post the, the plans probably a couple weeks prior to that or is it just at the meeting 
No, it's 72 hours before our meeting. That's the minimum requirement. So I think, we're, thank you. I think we're on board with the seeing you all on September 20th, just with the understanding that should we not be able to make it, we have the option to extend. But yes, we want to get back in here so we can get your comments addressed and so that we can build the site that's been abandoned for a year. So we'd like to uh, <laughs> take down that construction fence. So thank you. Thank you for reopening the public hearing. Okay, the public hearing is closed. So. I guess you could clarify that, say, as soon as possible. You know, that, does, yeah. that gives them Then that's the a date uncertain. Date uncertain. Either we say September 20th or we don't say a date at all. It's due to noticing requirements, so if we continue it to a date certain, then and we're saying here at the public hearing that it's going to come back on this date, we do not need to re-notice it. If we say it's uncertain, then we will have to re-notice the project for the date of the hearing when it will be coming back. Can, can we say date certain if the applicant uh, can, can get to that? So we say date certain, but then uh, if they can. Because I think we're Here, all Here's the circumstance. If you want to continue to September 20th, we can keep it at September 20th. If they can't meet that requirement, we as staff can continue an item. It will then be re-noticed. However, if they do have something and we bring it forward and it's still not sufficient um, at that time, we can also continue at the public hearing to a further date. That's how I'd like to see it, motion maker. So to keep it... Keep it at September 20th. Okay, we'll keep it as... We last agreed September 20th. Okay. All right. Now I know I missed stuff, and so here it goes. You would like to continue the project to a date certain of September 20th. You would like to see um, incorporate comments of plant sizes that are more realistic. You want to add more trees, triangular planters, suggested trees. I got desert willow. I did not get the other ones. Yeah, Desert Willow, Chitalpa. I don't know how to spell that, but... He, he, he had the comments. Just say Chitalpa. C-H-A-T-A-L-P-A. Okay, and then um, you or, would Or like if, if, to make it easier, just... Would we say not oh, the fern trees to make it simpler? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have right. it on the recording. Okay, I, I, I know it's getting really detailed on the plants, and <laughs> we, have we, we have to get moving here. Okay, okay. And then you want to see taller plantings? Against the building. The foundation planter against the building. And not to use planted something. Uh, <laughs> planted something. The cobbles. Yeah, not don't to use, use round river cobbles. Use crushed gravel. Crushed gravel, okay. You would like to see a roof plan, um, and you want to see the roof-mounted equipment. The storefront to align with, missed that. Member Groudon, you wanted the storefront to align with what? Was that yours? I don't know what you said. I'm sorry. You motioned that alignment of the stucco? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like the the instead of just the, to align the storefront with the regular joints. You give and me then, this equipment screen also, on, since you were on the roof, equipment screen. 
Okay, and then more detail of stucco and window, and that you would like to see a wall section, uh, building sections. Storefront wall section. sections and building sections. Particularly the wall sections as they concern the stucco, concrete block, and storefronts. Okay. Um, and then widen the something planters, finger planters, tree. Yeah, to widen the finger planter on the west side, if doable. Also to add concrete walk-offs if it, if it works with their um, planting area square footage calcs. Okay. And then um, to, yeah, did I mention the triangular planter, uh, tree planters in the middle of the parking rows? Did she mention that? Okay. Okay, and then you want to see interior downspouts? Internalized downspouts. Internalized. Okay, and then the parking lot, um, dark sky compliant, shorter lights. Basically a lighting plan and a lighting spec for any exterior lighting. Okay, and then the preliminary improvement plan of the public right-of-way, if city has requirements, the ramp at Catherine, is that the street name? On Main. Huh? Main. On Main, um, that the applicant works with public works on some kind of plan. No land, Tiana, no room for it? Correct. I know that's a little detailed. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I have, guys. Anything else you want to add, I will listen to the video and do my best. And if I mess it up, we can rediscuss it next time and you can give me your corrections. Okay. So we do have a motion. We need a second. I think. Yes. Thomas, I'll do. We have yes. a motion. So Did I second it? Uh, I didn't even hear this. You thing. made I, the I, I second it. And I second all the amendments if you are you, you okay with them all? Second it? Uh, Didn't I second it? Did you? I think so. I feel like Tomasello seconded it. That's what I have here on my do? sheet. I did. Maybe yes. you both oh. did. Okay, so I who wants track. to second Sorry. it? Oh, that's right. Official. I just made an amendment to it. Yes. Oh, got it. Okay. okay, so we have first is Kiesel and the second is Tomasello. And so would you like me to call the roll? Yes, please call the roll. Okay. Member Cormain. Yes. Member Kiesel. Yes. Member Groudon. Yes. I think Vice so. Chair Tomasello. Yes. Chair Antelman. Yes. Motion carries. We're going to have a five-minute recess, and we'll reconvene in five minutes. Yeah, 
Staff members will rest. <laughs> classes start? They started uh, this week. Oh, good. Back in there, yeah. Okay. You had the summer off? Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. long enough. But well, you weren't feeling well, so probably I know. It was, it was healing time. Yeah. So that was actually worked out. Did, did a small trip to Vegas for a week. Ten days in Switzerland. Ten days. What you going through? Oh, seriously? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I've been there twice. Unless you want. Yeah. Exactly. No, more than happy to continue. I, I just, yeah. I just know I won't be here. Just the presentation. Oh my God. Truly, is it this week? Last year, since the moment. And like somebody like um you know uh what's his name? Yeah. Legally binding. 
for the. Mohammed? No, but yeah, Mohammed. No, but the fact that like, the Hagia um, Sophia became the basis for uh, the Ottoman Empire, their worship which was a former church. That's right. There is and an She's busy. Yeah, a smaller. Yeah. No, no, that's separate from. Yeah, they're separate. We can work through it, Heather. Okay, don't worry. Yeah, it's uh, there's a seat wall and then there's a tree. So that's why they are the way they are. Yeah, Broderson, you know, did comment on. He, he like sent me an email going, "What's up with the seat wall?" I like the seat. I like the seat wall. Are we gonna be? Brian was all snarky. Okay, Madam Clerk, we're going to reconvene. We're moving forward with item number four, which is project 22-0194 Ocean Avenue Apartments, design review located at uh, 1829 Ocean Avenue. 
Uh, staff, do you have a presentation? Yes, thank you, Chair. My name is Gene Burst. I'm a senior planner with the Community Development Department, and I'll be presenting item number four tonight. This item on the agenda is a request for a design review for a three-story apartment building. Next. The project site is located at 1829 Ocean Avenue between Hearst Avenue and South Santa Cruz Street in the Midtown community. This is just behind uh, Ventura Music Hall, formerly known as Discovery Ventura. Uh, the site is outlined in red and located southwest of Ventura Music Hall. Next. The project site contains a bungalow court comprised of seven cottages and four detached garages. Adjacent uses include single family as well as multifamily residential on the same physical block as the project site. And both single family and multifamily are on both sides of Ocean Avenue. The top graphic shows the existing conditions of the site. The middle graphic shows what's across the street as single family and multifamily. And then the third graphic at the bottom uh, looks down the street uh, toward the east and shows the project site on the left-hand side and shows uh, the existing context of Ocean Avenue. Next. The project consists of a 15,000 square foot multifamily residential building with 19 apartments and 26 off-street parking spaces and inside of a subterranean parking structure. The building has a maximum height of 42 feet to the top of the parapet and is three stories tall. Access to the parking structure will come from Ocean Avenue via a private drive that ramps down into the parking garage. Next. The ground floor level contains eight apartments, amenity space in the form of a centralized courtyard area, a community garden in the back on the north, along the north uh, site boundary, as well as landscaping along the perimeter. Apartments are accessed from stairs that go all the way down to the parking structure, as well as elevators, as well as the ground level uh, courtyard area and open uh, walking areas. Next. The ground floor area also contains eight units, apartment units. The second level contains four apartments. However, some of the units on the ground level, they have upper floors that extend to the second level. Next. The third level contains seven units, uh, as well as amenity spaces such as fire pits, seating areas, outdoor kitchen, uh, and restrooms. The second level also contains some amenity space areas. Next. From a design standpoint, the project reflects a Spanish architectural style that incorporates stucco planes, recessed openings, windows and doors. Uh, the proportional location of openings along facades helps to provide rhythm and unique detail, and recessed openings help to accentuate shadows as shown in these elevations, as well as the next elevations. Next. Decorative tile accents help to break up the monotony of the white stucco planes. Also, they add architectural detail around door, doorways and windows on each elevation. Balconies have wrought iron railing and pergolas with supports that wrap each facade. Gutter and downspouts have a copper finish. Decorative Spanish tile, plaster grills, and vent covers provide additional architectural detail on each facade and prevent 
a monotonous expanses along each elevation. And here is uh, one of the renderings for this project. As you can see on the left side of this graphic, uh, the, the building is has a maximum height of three stories at 42 feet. However, it has a three-story mass and then also it has a two-story mass. And you can see in this particular image that there is a catwalk that's a green catwalk in the center of the graphic that connects the three-story mass with the two-story mass. And this view is coming, looking uh, from Ocean Avenue. Next. There is variation in the roof line, as most of the building consists of three stories and, two, and a smaller portion of two stories. Uh, there are varied roof elements, such as uh, tower elements, curved metal roof system, and Spanish tile. Next. In this graphic, you can see some of the insets and some of the additional architectural detail above archways, around the windows. Next. This is a, a site section uh, cuts through the building. As you can see, the relationship between the building and the public realm, as well as you can see uh, the ramp that goes down to the parking structure. You can also see that roof-mounted uh, mechanical equipment is screened. Next. This is a sample of the materials that are proposed for this particular project, Spanish tile for the roof, decorative tile, and strategic places along each facade. Next. Usable open space is provided in the form of a courtyard area and community garden on the ground floor level. The community garden is going to be in the back, which is the, along the north site boundary, uh, as well as uh, additional amenities in the form of usable open space on the second and third levels, fire pits, amenity decks, etc. <coughs> Each area contains seating and planters, plant, planters, excuse me. The project also provides each apartment unit with private open space in the form of balconies and some have private yard areas which range in size anywhere from 151 square feet, 193 square feet, 302 square feet, as well as private yards on the ground level that range from 97 square feet, 135 square feet, and 187 square feet. Landscaping includes <coughs> plantings along the site perimeter and small plantings and courtyard spaces on each level. As you can see, there are trees on the, along the north and south site boundaries. The uh, Ocean Avenue is located on the left side of this graphic. Next. As a note for the Design Review Committee, this project is not located in one of the form-based code areas such as the Downtown Specific Plan or the Midtown Corridors Development Code. The project site is located in the Multiple Family Zoning District, also known as the R3 Zoning District. This zoning district does not have architectural guidelines, therefore the 1997 design guidelines as well as the 2008 design guidelines are applicable and cover a variety of elements as it pertains to building design as well as the public realm as shown on the screen. Next. Staff request the DRC feedback on the following topics as shown. It's staff's recommendation that the DRC recommend the Planning Commission approve the design review with recommendations on any design, architectural, or landscaping changes uh, you see fit. And this concludes staff's presentation. Okay, before I open it to questions of staff, uh, do we have any ex parte communication regarding this project? Does anyone need to address that issue? Okay, then uh, we'll move forward with staff questions. <coughs> any members have any questions? I do. Um, in your staff report, you, you note that the uh, tallest point of the building is 42 feet. 42 feet to the top of parapet. Top of parapet, correct. Um, how 
is that determined? That is determined from marking the uh, midpoint along the front uh, property line, and then you measure from that. So their drawings have a, a sloping, sloping allowed height, I believe. I think that's what that says. The yeah, maximum building height, and it's sloping. So that's the, yes. that drawing's incorrect. Is yeah. So correct? the, the maximum. So what they're the drawing is showing. I believe talking to elevations in some of the sections. It shows a dashed line. That maximum building height is 45 feet. That's what the R3 zoning district allows, right. and what they're trying to demonstrate is that. Uh, that's the maximum height. However, the zoning code does allow some things to punctuate that maximum height, such as like chimneys, mechanical equipment, uh, access to buildings, things of that nature to punctuate that maximum height. However, that dash uh, angle line shows the maximum height that the zoning code allows. On elevation B, right elevation on page, I don't know what that says, AP6, that's a sloping line. And their rear elevation, it's saying that the rear elevation is maximum allowed 45 feet off a of finished grade, and that's incorrect. Is that, am I reading that right? It's, it should be, all, our, right or wrong, Ventura's municipal code reads that we do it off of the front, the average of the front correct. Um, curb, unless it's 10%, blah, blah, blah. That is correct. Right? So that, therefore, that drawing is showing it on the rear Right-hand side of B, right elevation, is showing it as being 45. That actually should not be a 45 measurement there. I don't know what it would be, but it would definitely be lower. We, we, in Ventura, when you calculate height, you don't have a sloping thing like we probably should, but we don't. Is that, is that, am I correct in reading that? Which, are you referring to the elevation on the screen? I'm the refer, front, the front referring elevation, to the which? elevation below, B. See, that, that's a sloping line. Front elevation on right. the left-hand side, I believe. Uh, rear elevation on the right-hand side. Right. The north is to the right. And that slopes, that allowed slopes. The, the, I'll allow the applicant to speak to that a little further as, as it pertains to their dimensions when the public hearing is open. Okay. So it should be a straight line off the front curb on the left-hand side, a straight line through the drawing. I'll allow the applicant to speak to that during no, that's, the public that hearing. That should be you speaking to that. Well, what I'm saying is that they are showing. I'm asking you how it should be, not what they drew. Yeah. So when it comes to measuring building height in Ventura, per the municipal code, you measure from the average elevation of the midpoint of the front property line. So that, in this instance, the maximum height would be 45 feet. From the front curb line. Correct. And that, so the drawing's that incorrect. throughout to the back of the site. I think that's your... Yes, yeah, so if it's three feet higher in the back, it's actually only 42 or whatever. And this is a sloping, it's showing it's sloping, and that's uh, not drawing correct. Okay, that was, that's really my only question. Uh, um, I, I had a couple questions of staff. Um, it looks as though the fire department had some comments. Is, is this... Is this a deemed complete application? What's, what's the status of their application at the moment? The application has not been deemed complete. Uh, the fire department has, is continuing to review this application uh, as it pertains to some of their comments. Uh, their comments deal with the speed table, that speed hump uh, that's currently along Ocean Avenue. Uh, the per fire 
not to get too deep into compliance, but per fire code, uh, there is some additional, uh, that speed hump is being evaluated and the possibility of it being relocated uh, further uh, in a different position along Ocean Avenue is currently under re review. And um, it looks as though the applicant was responding maybe, maybe proactively to fire department questions about um, hose pull distances the sight lines, I, I, maybe the applicant can describe those a little bit more when they come up, um, but they, they looked a little odd to me. They were kind of offset. And I'm not used to seeing it that way. And then, um, and maybe it has to do with um, the sort of grade of the, of the drive, driveway as it drops down into the, the subterranean parking structure. Uh, any clarifications you can provide on any of those items? So can you repeat the question, uh, what, clar what clarity are you looking for? Does it meet the hose pull requirements for the fire department? The fire is still reviewing this application. I don't have the information off the top of my head, but fire is, this application has been deemed complete and so it's still under compliance review from a code standpoint. Same with the site distances and same with the aerial apparatus requirements? Correct, because this application has yet to be deemed complete. Um, a, a question on the two proposed ADUs. Can you describe how those are kind of a, the, the state law that allows those and with uh, submittal of a, a proposed multifamily? So not to get uh, too deep into compliance issues uh, here at the design review committee meeting, uh, th this, this proposed project is uh, invoking state law to develop under state density bonus law. Uh, part of the state density bonus laws, as you all are aware, uh, have been evolving in recent years, uh, one of which involves uh, accessory dwelling units uh, for multifamily developments. And do you know, uh, I, I think ADU law is separate from density bonus law, but um, related to density bonus law, do you know if any of the um, analysis with respect to replacement units was done. Member Tomasello, would you mind speaking into the microphone? Sorry. And just as a reminder for DRC members, you can speak into the microphone and speak loudly and clearly. That'd be greatly appreciated for the record. Thank you. You know if any of the analysis related to the units to be removed or demolished as part of the project have been removed consistent with density bonus law? I'm not sure I understand your question. So there are existing units on the property that are proposed to be demolished and with this new development, I'm not understanding the questions you're trying to get to. There's some provisions in density bonus law that require replacement units um, if, uh, if any of the existing units are found to be uh, presumed, even presumably affordable. And so I'm curious if that analysis have been done. As of right now, this project is still under review uh, from a compliance standpoint, as well as including a review against uh, state law, including state density bonus law. Uh, so I cannot answer that question at this point in time. Trying to preempt some, some questions. There were a variety of um, you know, public comments related to kind of uh, the existing housing stock and it being somewhat affordable and, and the like. So I, I think um, just as a I wanted to get some clarity on that and maybe put that in the record. Um, 
Lastly, uh, there was also some public comments related to the historic nature. It, it, this site doesn't qualify for any historic um, requirements or a, a study that needs to be done or anything like that. So not to get into too much detail regarding uh, code compliance, again, uh, this project is still under review. However, uh, I'm more than happy to inform the DRC that this particular applicant is required to produce a phase one, uh, and the city's consultant will uh, provide additional feedback on that phase one at the time of completion. Uh, this project cannot move forward to planning commission until it is deemed complete. And the, and the phase one is uh, historic resources assessment to evaluate uh, the, the historical nature and, uh, of the existing conditions. Thank you. Um, beyond the scope of what's um, shown for the vicinity here, along ocean from, say, seaward, westwards, all the way to the end, um, what is the state of the heights of buildings along ocean. Is it majority one story? From Are there any three stories currently on ocean? So at the moment, uh, from what uh, staff can tell, there are some two-story buildings, uh, but the majority are single-family, one-story buildings along ocean. At least along this particular block of Ocean Avenue. Kiesel, any questions? Uh, just what is the designated street tree? It is pistache, I, I assume. There is no there is none. There is no des designated street tree along Ocean Avenue. Are you asking? Is there uh, a city requirement for yeah, yeah, a, a particular there street tree designated for Ocean? That there is no specific uh, uh, street tree designation for Ocean. No specific no specific species that is required. Okay. However, the 2008 design guidelines do uh, encourage drought tolerant uh, plantings. Yeah, Member Groden, uh, do you have any additional questions before we? No, I'm good. Well, I'm good with staff. Thanks. Okay. Uh, is the applicant present? And would he like to or she present? Please do. Not used to speaking in these. Uh, my name is Brian Pollock, when I'm with PK Architecture. This is Anthony Molina, he's one of our designers, and this is Jose Tamayo. Uh, he's been doing a lot of the statistics and also helped put the project together. I um, have your PowerPoint up on the screen, so if you want me to hit next, just let okay. me know. Okay, all right. Um, I mean, you can move through the slides and I can explain the project. Obviously, um, you've gone through the numbers. It's a 19-unit project. It has two very low-income units and then the two ADUs, which are essentially detached from the rest of the building, and that's how we were able to utilize the ADUs to get the numbers. As far as the height on the building, um, the... Uh, the, the slope at the front is that's the highest point. Um, the project is a half up, half down podium, 
and so as the grade goes up, the podium sinks into the site further, so the building gets a little bit lower on the back end as opposed to the front end, so that's kind of the way we approached it. Um, you know, we did it in a fairly elaborate mission style. We were trying to create something that really broke up the mass because we know there's a lot of smaller dwellings in the area. There is a two-story apartment building, multifamily across the street that just has some on-grade parking that I understand is very lightly parked from one of the people that actually lives there that I talked to while I was out on the site trying to make sure that this posting sign got on the site. Um, so we did. We tried to do some fairly playful architecture with the awnings. Um, the building is broken into two pieces as opposed to one piece with a courtyard in the middle that has a series of light wells. Some of those light wells don't actually touch the sides of the buildings, so people can't actually walk up against the walls. It's a little hard to explain. We've done it before in some other projects um, where we create light up against the units as well as light wells in the middle of the units because there is the three-story component and the two-story component. Um, so, and, and again, we studied the building on all four sides um, to try to get a real good understanding of how we're trying to really put this together. Um, subterranean parking. Um, we are using the AB 2345. I don't know if you want to get into the details of the affordable housing clause, but we did provide a letter um, through uh, um, DLA Piper, which is a specialist in affordable housing, and basically provided that explaining what state law allows us to do. So we basically followed those rules. And of course, this isn't, we're not pushing a lot of affordables, but we do have some two very low income units in this project. Um, as far as the height and dealing with the architecture, um, we tend to like a little bit of a higher ceiling, so that's why we did push the height a little bit. And again, it's sitting on a half up, half down podium so that we could partially ventilate it naturally as opposed to having a fully ventilated podium. That's the way we approach the project. As far as the materials, hard trowel stucco as opposed to any type of sand finish. We want this to be very traditional feeling. Boosted tile with the clay in or with the um, grout in between to really create some additional detail. And uh, we're using kind of the, the roof gutters and then they're recessing back into the building and then obviously we're running all the storm drains down through and into the storm drain system. Um, we did have a fairly detailed um, civil plan that was also part of the package, but um, that isn't in this package, but if you wanted it, we do have a fairly detailed civil plan um, for the project. Um, as far as landscape, Arcadia um, was the landscape architect for the project, and I think they tried to be as um, responsive to trying to create a nice you know, landscape plan for the surrounding area. I can't speak to all the individual plants. I know Derek, I don't know if you know Derek Eichelberger really well, but okay, so he's, he tends to, I've worked with him for years, and so he created the landscape plan, and obviously we have a fairly decent buffer on the front side. We have yards on the back side, so this building is not really just sitting up against the PLs. It's actually sitting back a bit, so we're creating some pretty nice buffers, and we did um, discuss um, fire department access around the building. There is an exception if you fully fire sprinkler to the building, and I think we also have fire risers in it, mm -hmm. so that um, we can reduce the 250-foot hose lengths down to the 150-foot hose length. So that's how we dealt with that. Um, from 150 to 250. Uh, for one, from, I'm sorry, from 150 to 250, yeah. Um, so it'll have this, the standpipes in it and, and have the full fire protection in the building uh, throughout. Um, solar panels on the roof. 
it'll probably have EV charger underneath. That's pretty much a requirement now. So it's going to be, you know, well updated, well protected building. And I think um, the uh, our client uh, does try to build a quality product. So that's really what we're looking to do here. Um, if you want any other information, I'll be glad to share it with you. But look forward to your comments on the project. Uh, questions from DRC? Yes, um, the rear of the uh, lot here. So we have this quirky, unique road, Langdon Way. Um, wonderful little bungalows along it. Um, so you're backing up to these cottages. Um, the cottages are kind of close. The, the lots are pretty tight. So from what I can see from your vicinity map, it backs up pretty close, maybe 15 to 20 feet from the property line. And then your building is 25 feet back from the property line. And the building height is it's 11 floor to floor. Right? So it's like 33 feet to the third level. Am I reading that well? Yeah, 38 to the top, 33 or so. OK. So somebody's standing on one of those rear balconies at about 30 or almost, uh, yeah, about 36, 37 feet, their eyesight. They're 25 foot back from the wall, so they're going to be looking directly down into that, those cottage yards. Mm -hmm. I notice you're planting ironwoods there. Is that correct? Um, how big? Yeah, the other ironwoods. How big do those get? And how tall do they get? I think, it, I think we screened it pretty well. Yeah, they get, you know, 15 feet wide. And how wide do they get? 15 feet? 30, 40 to max 30, out, yeah. So you get 30 feet wide? 15 oh, wide. 30 no, feet 15 high, wide, 15 30 wide. feet tall, yeah. yeah. So, so they'll extend seven and a half feet, eight feet into the neighbor's yard as well? Is that? They're set back also in the, if you look at the landscape plan. How far are they set back? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, they are set back. Let me just check how much so the it is center, set back. The center line of the trunks are where? Yes, correct. So the center lines are about, I want to say, four or five feet set back from the property line. We can move them further. We have plenty of room to, okay. to move those. Uh, we have 25-foot uh, setback in the back, so we can move those in if requested. And the flanking sites to the west and east are also one-story buildings? Mm -hmm. The residential? Yes. Uh, the ones on the right are two-story apartments. Two-story, okay. And on the west, that's one-story single-family? Yeah, that's residential. Okay. One-story. Right. Um, the balconies, how are they drained? Do they just sheet flow off the edge or are they, do we do no, you pick them up? We always do internal draining. We don't, we don't sheet flow things off buildings. Okay. 
We basically bring it back in. We'll, we'll have a drain out at the edge, like a little trench drain out at the edge, and then we'll run it into a drain, and then it'll come back into the building. Okay. All right, so they, they do come back to the building. They don't? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. Everything will all be internally drained back into the storm system. So. Right. And um, a little bit about your, a uh, couple of questions about your internal courtyards with the walkway system. Mm -hmm. um, so you said you've used this before where they're kind of floating in between? Basically, they're like floating walkways. Okay. Um, and uh, so what we do is we, we create little light slots up against the building as well as light wells in the middle of the building. So basically all the decks sort of float. Um, we, had another, we did another project similar to this down in Culver City where we had the decks floating. It worked quite well because people can't walk up against the units from the deck, and it creates light that filters down through to the lower levels. And what are the widths of those generally? Pardon? The widths of those light wells. Three feet on the sides, and then, of course, the wells in the middle are much bigger. They're like 12 feet. They're, they're bigger. Now there's, there's the larger square one, and then there's a narrower one. And then you can see all the areas in gray are where actually we cut through the deck, and the deck floats above, and you have light wells going down below. I'd be interested to see how those are structurally supported. We, Do they, yeah. Is there any vertical supports for them? We'll have some beams, beams running across. Um, you'll, you'll do one long beam that'll run run across to support it, and then cross beams. I mean, it's we haven't gotten into the full structural on it, but and, yeah, we work it out. If we have to cut one a little shorter and make it two, and have a beam running in between, then we'll have a beam running in between. Um, but essentially, we'll keep all those areas open. Okay, and that's all the questions. Oh, do you have a um, on the? Uh, Garage, is there a gate or is it just open? It'll be gated. Okay. And what kind of gate is it? Uh, it'll rolling it'll gate? be a it'll be a rolling, but it'll be an open gate, not a uh, not a solid. Okay. That's all the questions I have right now. Number Tomasello. Um, can you can you explain what's going on with the sight triangles at the driveway? Um, so I had various emails with the city engineering, and I don't know if they can pull up that sheet. AP05, if you can pull that up, but I'm not sure. Oh, it's you have different ones. First floor, if you can. That one, if you can zoom in. That'll do. It's a fire department. So we had a 20-foot down to the street. Down on the sheet. The sight train. So let me explain. Um, uh, we have various emails with city engineering going back and forth of how to read the code. Um, we finalize with this. Uh, if you're turning right, 
on, off of the coming down or up the ramp. We have the 20 feet from the center line going out to the street, to the center line of the street, and that's where our sight triangle is if you're turning right. Um, if you're turning right into the, um, the um, ramp, we also started that on the curb side. So we have 20 foot, that's our sight triangles that engineering came out and approved. Um, we have various emails going back and forth to get this. And I know sight triangles get a little bit complicated when you have a ramp coming up out of a subterranean garage. Um, you know, as you're approaching, you're kind of coming up and there's, there's obviously a, a vertical you know, distance limit for landscaping or walls or anything. Correct. You've got to be up, you know, in mm -hmm. your car at a high enough level yeah, to make sure. Yeah. So that you're not just coming up and down. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the section, you can see how we did the the ramp down, the roll top. I mean, we, we follow a pretty specific section to make sure that yeah. cars, A, aren't bottoming out. That's one thing we're trying to avoid, both top and bottom, and also that when they roll, they have a spot to... Uh, stop and look before they go. Okay. And any of the landscape that's within that is uh, less than six feet, I believe, whatever the code is. And anything like the trees that we have in our landscape are outside of that site triangle. And any of the la uh, hardscape that we have, like planter walls and stuff, are less than three feet. But they're also within the, s the building setback. Okay. And, so and that's 20 feet, I believe. The wall that's immediately adjacent to, um, you know, there as well is... is it's sloped and has a guardrail okay. so you can see through it. Yeah. It's an open rail. I'm just going to remind everyone, please speak directly, and you can all look at me this close to the microphone, please. I appreciate it. I'm scared of it. <laughs> I know, I know. I promise we do wipe them off, but this close, because this close is not touching it, and this is where we're actually getting on the recording. We do, we, it's really important for us to um, be able to record this for people watching at home. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, can you explain to me how the two ADUs are detached from this building? They're, the way they're detached, they're detached the re away from the rest of the mass. The walkways go in between it. So then the ADUs, basically the ADU buildings sit separate and then the little, the little walkways that come alongside it actually are attached to it. But that's how we made it work. And these don't need to be 16-foot max, 800 square feet max. I think there was a, it was, it was up to 1,000 square feet. And that's for both of them? They're identical. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to hone in on kind of code compliance stuff. I'm just, uh, part of me is concerned with how you know, as you work your way through that completeness process with the various departments, mm -hmm. you know, if and how the, the design may be affected, uh, if this could be the only time that, that we see it. Um, so bear with me. But um, can you explain, um, you know, conversations related to aerial apparatus access? The fire department is I, not... I really, I'm going to interject at this point, honestly, and I, I apologize because these are important issues, but this really goes beyond the scope of the purview of this meeting. Those are all fire department code requirements that the, the fire department actually will review for code compliance. Okay. So it's not something that 
you can weigh in on, frankly, and, and ultimately they're going to do their review and, and all this and every other building is required to meet all of their requirements. Understood. And, if and the design changes as a result of those, uh, will it come back to DRC for review? If it's a, a massively substantial change to the design, it's possible. Typically, again, because of our limitations on the number of meetings, we ask that you take one review for these types of projects and move it along. That being said, it's within your right to ask for it to come back if there are substantial changes related to that or other design issues. Thank you. It, I, I, we did make adjustments to the building per the fire apparatus reach that you're dealing with the angle of attack that they want. We already dealt with that. Right. So it's, I don't believe it's showing on any of this, these exhibits, but we'd already addressed that because we really try to proactively hit those things before we get too far. Otherwise, we're just constantly changing the project. So I, I can, I can add to you that. know, just, just rather just answer the question and say, yeah, we've been dealing with this. So thank you. It's our, it's our second go around with the fire. I believe third, I think. And what we did is we moved the building six feet up to the setback, and we just did an open corridor where we separated uh, between unit, uh, if you zoom in a little bit, the third unit up. We just separated and made it look like the right side where you have a courtyard coming up. That's all we did. And that was the major one, uh, major comment that we had from them. So I apologize, but I'm having technical difficulties and I can't get to the plans on my pad and I can't see what they are and I can't find the section numbers with the eight and a half by, or the 11 by 17s. So can you, do that, does every level have an outside like courtyard pathway? So all the, the light is coming through is in those slivers or those pulled off edges? Yes. And then the center, okay. And then can you tell me what the, the, the corner tower elements are, especially the uh, southwest. It's the one. It's the, the, it's the tall one with the it, curved top. It, it's got a, it's, yeah, it's got a, a curved top. Once you get beyond the unit, it's just attic space. So that, that tower on there is, is just attic space. Correct. Okay. And that's up and over the. If it's okay. part of the perimeter of the unit, it's part of perimeter of that unit that it sits over. If it's above the unit, it's just attic space. Yeah, I can see the roof plan. On the, on the, I can stay at the, I can, I can get to my, the front page of the, the rendering. So that, what, is that a, is that just a screen element? What is, what is that element that's on the, within the, within the center of it's, the center it, of it's the It's a, it, it's a vent element. It's just a vent. It, yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's like just an attic vent. vent which we need to have anyway because we need to make sure that we have air movement in there. Otherwise, you start to get um, condensation and such happening with the roof. So any type of mansard needs to have venting in it. So a lot of times the mansards will have venting in the back of it, but in this particular case, we're using kind of the, the mission-style little vents to create architectural detail as well. I don't really even know what was asked, so I'm just going to let it go. I, I don't. I don't have any other questions. Can I just piggyback on that question right there about that tower? Did you consider moving it a little bit more in the middle of, of the building? Um, is, is it, does it have to go right there? Is, is my question. Is, does it have to go right there? Is my no. Question. 
It doesn't. Okay. It, it's it's a little bit arbitrary. We were just trying to create some playfulness with the the whole roof line and not have everything just a constant. Well, I appreciate that, but I was just you know. I mean, we could lower it a little bit if ever if anybody was you know bothered by the height of it. So. Um, I have some questions um, about the landscape. On the second floor, on the, it says amenities there. What, what's going on there on the second floor? That's the covered podium. On the second floor, I, I think he has, some, he has some, we have the fire pit. There's some couches around, and then there's some planters up against. I think that's the top, that's the roof guard. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the, uh, the covered. Is it? We have an enlarged plan. If you if you would open uh, the uh, second floor, we have. Oh an no! Yeah, plan. I see the enlarged plan now. Sorry, I, I missed that. No worries. I was I was I'm attracted <laughs> to the color, man. I got I see the color. No worries. So, no worries. Um, okay, so it's just yeah, it's a it's a lounge area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's covered. Not people aren't want to hang out there as much anyway. Okay. And then on the private yards, um, you're showing that at least for the ledger with the color as like lawn, or is that just meant that the tenants there could landscape it as they want? It, it could basically. be landscaped as they want. I mean, I, I suspect we'll landscape it with lawn and make it kind of, it, it's, it's kind of a nice opportunity for people to walk down out of the units and have their own little yard in the back there. So that's so, yeah, kind of what we it, were thinking. It's up to them. Yeah. Okay. But we may do something, you know, when it's built, put some lawn down and then have the, the screen trees along the back. But it's an opportunity for all those units to have a pretty nice little yard back there. Okay. It, it's kind of unusual for this type of project, actually. Yeah, I just didn't know if you intended it to be turf or if it was an, just it could be anything. I would prefer it to be live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, no heat island if we can avoid it. And it's outside of the podium, so we don't, that's, that's beyond the podium, so we can do something soft with that. You have approximately 10 foot ceilings? They're 11 to 11. Should be about nine and a half, 10 foot, depending on the structure. Yeah, and that's, we always aim for a minimum of nine feet. Other than, you know, if there's a few mechanical soffits that we have to deal with. You're relying on a roof hatch for access to the roof? There'll be a stair access, I believe, as well as roof hatch. Where we have stairs, we'll take the stair all the way to the roof. If you know, we do have a roof plan in there, so you'll notice we've, you know, we've, we've put a fairly good percentage of solar panels up there, and, as well as the mechanical units. With the roof hatch? I don't like roof ladders. <laughs> That's why I was asking. No, I understand. Yeah. We typically we will do them with a, a stair, as opposed to just a straight hatch. Any additional questions? Okay. Let's give them a minute or two. They're having machine trouble. It's okay. Technical difficulties. You can use Jose's if you want. <laughs> we have one too, so. Okay, so if there's no further questions, then uh, Madam Clerk, we're going to open the uh, public.
Thanks, guys. Do you want to? Thank, Thank you. Okay, we have two public speakers on this item. Our first public speaker is Lilith, and our second is Shauna McClure. It's three minutes time. Three minutes. Are we on now? We're on now. I drove down Ocean today to take a look at the area. Um, and the design of the building is the second one that I feel vaguely belongs in Ventura. The, the first one is the one at Thompson and McMillan. I truly feel that that looks like it belongs in Ventura. This is the second one I've seen that is going up that I think vaguely looks like. But it's, it, the whiteness, if it's going to be that white, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. I was just remembering when I moved down here in the early 90s that people would talk about the two brown buildings in Oxnard, right? <laughs> they stuck out like sore thumbs over there. Well, this big white thing with all those single-family dwellings, and most of the two stories are, from what I could tell, most of them were add-ons, single families, where they have expanded it up to a second floor. It's going to stick out like a sore thumb. It's just going to be this big mass in the middle of all these single-family dwellings. The seven people that are going to have to move out of there um, are not going to be able to afford to move there. Now, maybe the two affordable units they might be able to apply for or be you know, eligible for. I understand that we need housing, but going from seven to 19 in a single-family neighborhood essentially just I don't know I it's just somehow we've got to do it so we're not totally changing the nature and the structure and the feel of the city of the neighborhood it's an old old area comparatively speaking and it's not the most upgraded it's going to stick out that way, too, which nobody can do anything about. I just, I don't know. Um, it's just going to stick out. And it would be nice if it could somehow not stick out so badly, because I know it's going to happen. I mean, I understand that. I accept that. I don't live there. I'm not going to have to live with it. But I feel for those around it. It's going to cause a shadow. Good Lord, the people on the east and the west sides of this building, how many of them, they're not going to get morning sun. They're not going to get afternoon sun anymore. They're going to have people looking out of the balconies into their yards. I, I don't know what can be done about all that. I just know that it's troubling. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our last speaker is Shauna McClure.
right, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, my name is Shauna McClure. I live when it, sorry. <sighs> I live there. I live at 1833 Ocean Avenue on the third house on the left when you pull into the driveway. Um, I've looked at this proposal and it's beautiful, you know. Um, it just doesn't fit on ocean. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Brissa 29 on Thompson. Uh, I know there's three stories, the Pearl at the corner of Thompson and San Juan. Like it just really fits Midtown Corridor maybe on Thompson. Um, but listening to you all and realizing that this is the design review committee, which means that it's, you know, being reviewed the design is being reviewed, the property is not being reviewed. Um, but I just wanna say that, like Lilith said, I believe, um, it's gonna price us right out. It, you know, I've been here 20 years in the city. I'm a small business owner, self-employed. And this is effectively gonna price me out of the neighborhood, certainly, if not the city completely. Um, you know, two very low-income units in a place where we know there's a housing shortage. It's not that there's this housing shortage. Housing is going up so much in this city. It's that there's an affordable housing shortage. And I can afford this now as a single mom, but when, it, when we get asked to vacate, I won't be able to live there. So it just makes my, me sad. Um, it hurts my heart. Uh, when I drive into my driveway and I see my neighbors and everybody waves and we're friendly and we look out for each other, you know, my heart sings when I go home. It really does. And uh, this just hurts my feelings. <laughs> and I know that doesn't mean anything to you guys because you're not, you're going to just tweak the design maybe. Um, but I also feel for my neighbor Miguel who lives behind me, you know, because when we get asked to vacate and this goes up, you know, that... <laughs> that's going to hurt them. And the fact that I care about my neighbors, even if I don't get to live there, should say something for the community that we created in this little cul-de-sac. So I don't know what else to say or why I'm really here, because I realize it doesn't matter, because these people, you know, it's going to happen. Um, but I just wanted to be heard and, you know, speak for how I know my neighbors feel, too. So thank you. Thank you. That concludes public comment. And I'm going to close the public hearing. And uh, before we start, does URC have any additional questions of staff before we deliberate? Let's talk. Um, I would just like to say that you are being heard um, because. This is one of these projects that is kind of slipping through the cracks. We've looked at the, the main streets, boulevards, Thompson, you know, how the corridors will develop to support housing, and that's a lot of the housing that we see up on Main by the high school, downtown, et cetera. Um, in, I, was, I lived in Midtown for 19 years, 
And the idea of Ocean developing more than two-story apartments was never considered. And so we never really looked at the zoning in that area as Midtowners. But now the reality is coming forward that this is a place that has never been really planned. Um, you know, by code, the existing codes, they can do this on this project. And it's just something that is frustrating, you know. True, we look at the design, we look at the detailing, and make sure that it's, it meets um, standards of the city. But these overall issues, this Ocean Avenue has slipped through the cracks. And if any, all we can do is recommend to the city and the staff to, that they need to look at this a little bit closer um, because we're gonna see more of these coming up and we're gonna have more neighbors showing up. It's like, what are you allowing? And so, you know, we have to take care of this for the neighborhood. So, you know, because I, I, I like the building. It's a beautiful building. Um, you know, the details, I'm, the setbacks, like the rear setback and the west setback, I'm not, it's not very comfortable to have, to go from three large stories to these small bungalows, you know, that are not very far from the property line. So you literally have a 30 feet away from the building, you have a house to the north, and the building is 40 feet high. So you have a ratio of 30 feet to 40 feet there. And that's just really uncomfortable. And that adjacency is, I would like to see the building lowered on that, particularly on the rear side to accommodate that, that um, um, adjacency, at least. We do need to maintain order. Um, additional comments? Well, I concur with you, Committee Member Cormain and Shauna. You're you're right, and it's and it's hard. Um, but and it, it's it's something that slips it slips through the cracks. That and that that whole area is the maximum. There's a couple there's a couple along there that are two stories, and it's all one story. So it's it's kind of hard to believe when you when you see this, but it. Mostly, with the exception of being over the height limit, it is their right, and you're right. It's not our. It's not within our purview, unfortunately. Member Thomasona. Um, you know, in general, I, I, I agree. I, you know, looking at this objectively, it's like this is a really handsome apartment building. Um, you guys have put a lot of thought into the detailing, into. Um, you know, really creative uses of the little pops of color, the use of tile, the railings, um, or sort of the swooshes and really capturing that, that Spanish Mediterranean style, I, I think, very successfully. Um, I, I, one of my major concerns was, you know, you look at the, the solar shading study and, you know, the, there's a, an enormous shadow 
over kind of that northeast, just northeast of the of the building, um, and you know, looking at those you know really small single-family homes on extremely tight lots, you know, immediately north, kind of in, you know, that's the buffer between kind of the commercial space and, you know, commercial spaces along Thompson and then this building, you know, I think objectively anybody could say that that's a little uncomfortable. Um, I, you know, I understand that um, there are, are state laws there, I'm well familiar with them. I do question, you know, some of the, uh, the use of those in in this circumstance. I think, particularly related to the ADUs, and you know, saying with a straight face that those are detached. Um, so I I want to you know suggest to the applicant and staff to dive into those. Um, I do want to state for the members of the public here that there are uh, additional provisions, as I mentioned, within state density bonus law related to the replacement of affordable housing units uh, that are being removed as part of projects. So I, I agree, or I, I also suggest that staff really look into those and make sure that that you know we're we're doing our dil due diligence um, as as part of this project and as you know, for the benefit of the people that are there and for the developers um, to get it right. Um, I really don't have any other design comments. I think if there, if there were any opportunity to reduce massing, um, uh, potentially related to those ADUs, if they, if they weren't, um, you know, allowed or something like that, I, I would suggest that we remove some massing on the third story on the north side. To, uh, to have a bit of a step down um, adjacent to that neighborhood to the north. Number Croton, any comments? Does I already commented. Okay. I, I just have some minor landscape comments. I, I think overall, yeah, the, I'm, I think the building's very interesting. I, I love all the the different level changes, you know, how it breaks up the mass and. And uh, yeah, I think it, for that style, it's, it's it's well done. I do question, I was bringing up that one corner because it, it does kind of come up and really r r rise up high on that one corner, which I mean, maybe that's where it wants to be, but I wonder if you shifted it over and then had a sloping roof on that side where it kind of stepped down just a little bit and uh, more in, and breaking it and more in the third as opposed to around that corner, if that might make it look a little less taller on that one corner. Yeah, a little bit more in the middle. Doesn't have to be in the middle, middle, but just, that that was just something that kind of came to my mind. I don't know if that, if you had, could do more study on that, but overall, I, I think it's interesting. The, the, the light wells, like you're saying, um, where you're getting light in the corners, especially for the, the podium floor, I think that's an, an interesting approach to get it, yeah. Because these these covered podiums could be very depressing and, and dark, so I, I appreciate trying to get light into those. Um, I would just suggest that you know for Ventura, you know, lawn turf is not low water approved. You'd want to use Carapia um, is one of the things, or there's a there's a couple other options that they have available that you can um, that is there that you can find from the city. Um, and just general 
just again, more low water. There is a lot of medium water plants. There is a lot of shaded areas, so that's probably okay. I know Derek and Arcadia do a lot of this stuff, and I know that what they'll eventually choose will be appropriate. I would say, though, that the marina tree is, the canopy on that thing is like less than half of the ironwood tree, and in truth, that would be much larger. If you've ever been to San Marcos Growers in Santa Barbara, that tree is 40 to 50 feet tall and is wide eventually. Now the smaller strawberry tree, the the uh, the Onido, that one is more of that stature. So I just want to make sure. Maybe they just mislabeled the tree. I'm not quite sure. Um, and again, the pistache. I don't know if there's more of those in the street. Was there a? Can I ask the applicant? What, did you guys try to match what else was on that street with the pistache tree? We would actually well, need to reopen the public um, hearing for that. that. Well, let's do it right now. I'll reopen the public hearing so you can answer. Yeah, we're, we're reopening. It is, were you guys trying to match other street trees? That would probably be a better better question for okay. Derek because I, I was out there just, what, um, two weeks ago, and it didn't seem like there were a lot of trees right in front of the project, so that's probably not a great question for me to answer. Yeah, or but I, I would, if yeah. I were comment on it, and then we can talk to Derek and. Yeah, because to the pistachios, they tend to like a little more heat. They 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 perform better too. That would be a comment. I would also suggest instead of the Washingtonia Californica, they use the hybrid fan palm. Okay, that's has the best of both. Like what you're showing there is a Washingtonia robusta, the Mexican fan palm, which is the tall, narrow ones, and. Uh, the, the hybrid is, is a great tree and would really complement this architecture very well. Um, okay. That, that, I think that, okay. that would be it. The rest of it's great. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the? Uh, the ironwood trees? The ironwoods at the back, yes. What, what, how big do they get? Well, the, the um, leafing habit. Uh, yeah, they're... I'm trying to understand here is, obviously they're putting up to screen it, but are we going to put that, those properties in perpetual shade? They, they can get to 50 feet, but they usually don't get that big. Usually they stay around 30 or so. They can get... The elmus is wide, but they usually stay. Or are they solid in their leaf habit? They're semi-solid, I would say. They're kind of variable, you know, like a lot of our natives. They, they don't, like this particular tree doesn't have a perfect symmetry like you get with a lot of conifers. But when they're younger, they, they you know, as they age, they can kind of, the canopy can kind of change its structure. It tends to get wider. And, and, and variable, um, but when it's younger, it's more pyramidal in shape. It, it's a decent tree. They do have a lot of leaf litter. They have the little marijuana leaves, looking leaves on them. Do we have any additional questions of the applicant? If not, I'm going to no. close the public no. hearing. And this is my turn. I, I agree with uh, Member Khmer and 
Member Tonicello, I always think we talk about infill, and I don't think of removing buildings as infill. I, I think of it as vacant land, but I, I guess, I don't know, uh, maybe Member Tonicello can, can address the issue. You know, what, what is infill? Is it considered vacant land or? No, I think, my opinion, I think this is, this is an infill site. This is infill development. Um, I think, you know, the reason we don't see more incremental redevelopment of sites, you know, the addition of a couple more housing units, and is that it's not financially possible to, to do that. Um, and so only with a, you know, a significant redevelopment of a site are you going to, you know, is it going to make, make sense to do so? And so the density has to be at, a, you know, a certain uh, level to, you know, facilitate that type of development, and it seems like obviously on ocean it is. So basically, what I'm hearing is we have concerns about massing heights, especially to the rear of the project. Or I, I I know we're not supposed to talk about zoning, but I have an issue when a lot of, a lot of the building is over the intended height within the zoning, um, it's all over the place on the building. It could be lower. Um, just to point, this is the first, I sat on planning commission, I sat on, I, I'm on DRC now, and this is the first time we've ever displaced this many people. And that's, it's really hard for us too. Um, and I totally concur with all those comments, but the height, the height I have an issue with, I think it's a really well-designed building. I, uh, it's just, it's going to be massive, it's going to be, a sore thumb, but it's by it's almost within the zoning. It's almost you know it's within their property rights. So I, I I think as far as the design of the building, it's it's well thought out and it's well done. Yeah, we're actually looking at the allowable building envelope in one building in this building, right? The height to it, the property it, lines. It's over the height, all over the place, though. So, so it's it, yeah, it's just it's gonna be. It's it's 45 feet, and it's it's there's a lot of parts of that building that are over that height. Uh, I would also encourage just as just going further from what I was talking to um, to uh, bring up the whole notion of um, Ocean Avenue and and development there with your community council um, and start to get heard because I think. I said there's going to be more of these coming along down the pike. So, you know, if you're concerned about your neighborhood. Yeah, they usually meet on Thursdays. They're in recess this month. Well, what recommendations can we make to planning that could help? I would, I would like to, um, again, I think the architecture uh, is beautiful. It's, it's fine. It's nice and detailed. The mass of the building along the rear property line and the west property line, but I would emphasize more the rear property line, um, is it's too tall and it um, is detrimental to the properties to the rear of the site. And it affects the livability of those units. 
suggesting the applicant restudy that portion of the design? Yeah, to see if what they can do to. Um, I'm also Yeah, so I, that's what, I, if I made a motion, it would be in that vein to revisit the rear and the, uh, the setback and the height. Time member Tomasello, any suggestions that you'd like to see uh, anything restudied or? That's really the only one that I'm that I'm seeing as well, aside from the <coughs> more planning-related comments. But I don't think it's appropriate to put any of that in the motion, so I'll leave it as as comments. So, were you making a motion, Member Cormain? Yes, I'll make a motion. I make a motion that um, this gets sent forward to the Planning Commission um, with provision that the designer relook at the massing at the rear of the building to see if they can achieve a, at least a two-story along the rear property line. You want to include, it, include anything about overall height of the building? Um, what is the allowable? Was it 42? 45. 45 42, feet? 45. 45 feet is the maximum allowable height within three stories. Okay, so. Is three stories maximum 45 feet from the um, average front, front curb? Uh, wait, front what was the last part of your motion? I missed that, about the two-story, three-story. About uh, um, revisiting the massing at the rear, dropping it to two stories. The massing at the rear of the building. So if it's, we have 11 and 11, it's 22, maybe. Um, what do you think, uh, 28 feet at the rear? As measured from the base of the rear. Getting blank stares. No, I think I understand okay. where you're coming from. I, no, I, I think I, I understood your motion as well. Yeah, I, I think you were asking them to restudy this and see if they can make adjustments. Yes. Member Kiesel, any concerns on that or additional? Just um, if you include this, my minor landscape suggestions as it's in the recording. Okay, and, um, but it wasn't as part of the official motion, so if you want to make it as part of the yeah, official motion. Yeah, those landscape, my landscape comments earlier to be included in the motion. I'll and then I, I would say the tower element on the corner, I don't know if you guys, if, if I'm on an island here with that, I, if there was some, maybe some more study on that corner tower, if it was shifted over, to the next, what is that, like, uh, is that stairwell there? What is that? Was, was that? Oh, okay. 
if if that might improve, you know, help it step down a little more in the, on the corner. But again, further study, it might that is where it wants to be. Just further study of the corner tower. Is that acceptable to the maker, Lamosha? To, uh, to study it? Yeah, to study that corner to reduce the overall height. Or just, or just shift it over and then drop the, the, the sloping roof on where that one is now. Basically, you just shift it over to, right to where that other vertical uh, relief is. Uh, yeah, I don't take exception to that. Was that? I don't take exception to that. So yeah. Okay. They're sensitive. So you're saying, no, you don't want that? No. I'm speaking, oh. I'm speaking like okay. I'm writing specs. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are happy it's with that. Okay, well, yeah. do I get a second? Can I get a second on the motion? I'll do a second. Okay. Member Cormain. Yes. Member Kiesel. Yes. Member Groudon. Uh, yes. Vice Chair Tomasello. Yes. Chair Antelman. Yes. Motion carries. Thank you. We're at the point in the agenda where we're at staff communication. Uh, does the staff have anything they wish to share with us at this point? <laughs> no staff communication. Okay. And the uh, meeting is adjourned. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. This is like the latest one. You can do some minor adjustments. <laughs> there you go. Study. Yeah, yeah, I was watching the brief day from it last week, and we went to midnight or past five. Oh, I've always loved Landed Way. I would take my dog walking down it. It's a quirky little street that. Yeah, it's, it's tough.